The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Alternative, Ian Lee. Who are you? Catherine Boyle. That's it. Let's, let's, unless anything groundbreaking happens, can we just completely avoid Brexit for the next three hours? We can't always, we won't always be able to. Can we just avoid it? I, I know, no, that's just not, it's so boring. After after us at one o'clock, we've got a lap dog. The Daryl's back, which is good. I mean, you know, it's just it's just a more relaxing listen at one o'clock. You know. It's not two angry right wingers stroking each other off, which is. Good. Who cares? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. We are a Brexit-free zone for the next three hours, unless something amazing happens, which hasn't happened in the last four years of this nonsense. So I think we're going to be all right. My epiglottis is huge. It is. is it the epiglottis? That's the punch bag at the back of your throat. I can see it. From it's huge. Yeah. 
it's oh, this is no word of a lie. If I cough, I can make it flop up onto my tongue. That's a true story. What the hell is that, man? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We listened to Howard's show last night. Well done, Howard. Thanks for standing in for us. Um, don't want any idiots phoning us, though, please. Thank you very much indeed. 0344-499-1000. I see a switchboard with three people on. Not one. Not one of them is an idiot. Certainly not this one. Philip in South Norwood. Good evening, Philip. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Catherine. Hello. A couple of things. Um, and Something about the monkeys you're going to like. Oh, um, yes. I'm very sorry to read that a legendary American broadcaster has passed away. Um, well, I know that the dad of... Um, um, Adrian Mole died the other day. Ah, this, this guy was, um, he was heard over here, but in America he was really big. Yes. Bob Kingsley, does the name ring a bell? I know Hank Kingsley. No, hey Bob, now. Bob Kingsley was the man who used to do the syndicated records of American Country Countdown. Oh, come on, oh, come on, Philip. Even by your standards, that is tenuous. Oh, no, no, no. No one's no. going to know who Bob no, Kingsley I'm is. I'm sure that I think he will be surprised. Ian, I it? would be very surprised. Well, bear with me. I mean, listen, he, because his programme was broadcast in this country. I, I, you don't remember. I probably don't remember. What, in yeah, the what, 90s. In, right, in the 90s In the 90s, we okay. had... In London, yes. we had a country music station. Yes, I know we did. Yeah, it was, on, it was on um, AM. That's right. Yeah, I know. A country 1035. Yeah. And well, this well, guy it was through the day, but yeah, it was on at 1035. And his programme, uh, as I say, he had this syndicate. Anyway, he's passed away. Okay, well, that's that, that's, that must be really sad for the Kingsley family, but well, for everybody living in the United Kingdom that I... Huh? Well, I'm just saying it for people. Huh? Anyway, let's get huh? on to the monkeys. Yeah, we go. Let's do it. Right, I, I know you've hosted on another station yes. a feature called Cover to Cover, yeah. where you get two pieces of music yeah. by two different people singing the same song. Not quite, but yes. Well, not at all other, actually. But well, the other week they had the Monkeys yeah. versus a lady called Cassandra Wilson. Cassandra Wilson singing yeah. "Last Trade to Clarksville." Well, let's hang on a minute. Let's let me just get. Um, uh, let me just see if I can find mm. her version of Last Train to Clarksville. Yeah. Hang on one second. Hang on. Um, hang on. Just, just stay there, guys. We can okay. make this. Right. We here. can make this happen. We can. Um, the answer is no. Oh, well, anyway, they played the two songs and the monkeys romped home. Of course they would. But They're rompers. The, th the thing was that it was a sort of jazz, and it, oh, was, you know, it was slow. No, hey, what is this? What is this? Is this? Are we in a John Lewis advert? Why? Do, what is this thing of doing fast songs slow? No, do. Here's the thing: you're going to cover a fast song. Do it faster. Yes, of course you do. Do it faster. Well, funny enough, about the the previous week, yes, they had the Beach Boys <sighs> versus Johnny Cash. Yes. Sloop John B. Oh, hang on. Johnny Cash doing Sloop. Now that. Yeah. Johnny Cash, Sloop John B. Because it's an old folk song. Well, I don't like it. It's one of the songs that, well, the only Beach Boys song that I don't like. The only one? Really? Yes. yes. Re oh, really? You yeah, not heard I mean, Johnny Carson? <laughs> Johnny Carson? He d they did a song called Johnny Carson. I've never heard that well, one. Then about the about the chat show host? No, about the other Johnny Carson. Here we go. We sailed on the ship, John B. No, it sucks. Yeah, well, the, you, can, I bet you never guess what the result was. A Johnny Cash one. It was a tie. Oh, a 
the heck? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. But anyway, I yes. just thought you'd be interested Philip, in the, always. um, about the monkeys. Always, always, always. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Catherine? Yeah? Did you enjoy that call about the monkeys? Um... I like Philip's calls, but it's a slow start to the show. Let's see if Stuart can pick up the pace. Good evening, Stuart. I like it like that. I like it like that. Yeah. So, Stuart, is your phone made out of soggy cardboard? Oh. You hear me any better? Yeah, uh, yeah, no, yes, yeah. You know we can. And why is that? I don't know. It's just a little bit Now we can't. Now we hear you worse. What are you doing with your phone, Stu? Oh, no. Hold on. He's going to take it off speaker, speaker, speaker phone. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hello? I'll take it out of his jacksie. What is going on? Hello? 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 Maybe. Vaguely. What is... Get to the point, Stuart. Big bad stew. Can you hear me? Get to the point! Do you know... Did you used to call someone the without caller guy? What is going on with it? Why is it each time his phone call, the, the quality is getting worse and worse? <laughs> this is like the bootleg videos I used to get of films in the 80s. <laughs> Pirate videos, I believe they were called. Can you hear me? Hardly, Stuart. So please just get to the point, because it's the worst line I've ever had. Do you know someone called the without caller guy who used to call? Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, just follow you on Twitter. Give him a give him a shout. Jesus Christ! I mean, uh, I really thought we were going to get something there, and we didn't. Well, we got something. Um, um, yeah, yes, yeah, Susan. Good evening, oh. Ian. Good, good evening, Kath. This is the crappiest start to the show we've ever had. Right. This is the worst start so, to the show we've ever, ever had. So, one is a kind of esoteric uh, showbiz. One is muffled. Twitter shout outs and what is someone else chomping on something while she's talking to us? Where's the manners? I'm tempted to do Brexit. Honestly, if this is the best we get, right? This is the best we get. They deserve Brexit. I've got an idea. What? Boris Johnson has done what everyone said was impossible. He has done what everyone said was impossible. He's got a deal with Europe. Do you remember when he was campaigning to be Prime Minister? And Juncker and all of those people said, we're not negotiating. We've, we've negotiated. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Johnson kept saying, I will go back and I will renegotiate a deal. And, and uh, Europe going, yeah, we're not going to do it. Not only has he renegotiated with them, he has got a new deal. Some would say it's a better deal, significantly better than Theresa May. Yes, it's worse than, than being in Europe, but it's, it's, a, it's a solid deal. It's a solid deal. What are your thoughts on Boris Johnson's deal with Europe? 0344 I'm only doing Brexit calls. What? No, come I'm on. I'm only doing Brexit calls. I don't want to talk to these idiots we got lined up. What are your thoughts on Boris Johnson's Brexit deal? It's a great deal. Let's, let's, let's go to the phones. Alan, what are your thoughts on Boris's deal? The best deal ever done in British government history. He's done it. Bojo has played a blinder. But Labour's going to put a funnel in the works. Who is? The Labour Party. The, the anti-Semitic DUP. Marxist Party. Well, Jeremy Corbyn said he, he said it was the worst deal. But Here's the thing. Deal. Here's the thing, Alan, right? 
Europe have said they will not give us another extension, right? So, if the MPs on Saturday vote this down, then we're leaving without a deal. What the country didn't want. Well, no, it's what some it's what some of the country it's, it's what some of the country do want. But the majority wanted a deal, and the minority wanted no deal. This is worse than Zoe Tate dying in Emmerdale. Oh, she did pass away, didn't she? Yes, she did. She did. She passed away. It was either yesterday or the day before. That was really Last sad. Month, but they only released it. Oh, today. did they? Did they? Did they? Well, they. I heard it yesterday. Well, it was in the papers that this was morning. Sad. Yeah, I liked her. She was, um, she was good. She was very poorly for a long time. Because first lesbian character. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, no, it's a shame. She was, uh, she was really good. But that's not the point, Alan. Don't do you, you... Let's do it. Let's draw a poll, right? You're the MP... Here we go. What, what are you the MP for, Alan? You can be an MP for some, somewhere. Birmingham Edgbaston. Okay, so the MP. We're going to find out if this is going to pass or not. The MP for Birmingham. Birmingham Edgebaston. Uh, Birmingham Edgebaston. Are you voting yes for this deal or no for this deal? I'm voting yes. Voting yes. It's a yes for the Do deal. Do you have any idea what the deal is? Well, Northern Ireland will get rid of the backstop. They'll give a free customs union to Northern Ireland. Where's the border going instead? Wales. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Susan, we're talking Brexit and Brexit only. What have you got for us? I would like to say, first of all, that I would like to compliment you, although we I have... I don't like... I don't... No, 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 no. We're not... Do, no, we're not doing that. No. Brexit. Are you, okay. are you... What do you think of the deal? Okay. Well, I'd just like to say that although we have... I don't want to... I don't want... Susan, I don't... Susan, Susan, I don't want to hear any of the weird, creepy stuff you've got to say because I don't enjoy it. It makes my skin crawl. But... Brexit, this deal that Johnson's got that people didn't think he would get, what do you think, well, for or again? I think that he's very clever and we'll, we'll give him a chance. Beautiful. There we go. Susan's giving him a chance. Thank you, Susan. Please don't call back again this week. Let's go to Michael. Good evening, Michael. Good evening, Neen. How are you tonight? I'm fine. Are you anywhere near the phone? I am, yes. Can you turn your... Can you turn Michael's volume up, please, Michael? Okay, let me just try that note. There we go. That's it. Beautiful. Is that better? That's much better, Michael. Thank you. Anyway, how are you getting tonight? How am I what? Getting? How are you getting on? I'm getting on very, very well. We've decided we're going to do a Brexit show. Well, I rang in because I thought Brexit is the best thing that ever happened to the UK. <laughs> and whereabouts are you from, Michael? Hello. Are you can I hear Kathleen in the, in the in the background there? I'm not in the background. I'm very much in the foreground. And where are you from, Michael? Oh, God, I love you, my child. How are you? <laughs> are you all right? I love you, my child. How are you? How are you, Kathleen? Yeah. I'm in a bit of difficulty <laughs> placing your accent. Whereabouts, whereabouts are you from, Michael? I'm from County Cork. Oh. Have you ever been there, Ian? It sounds like Mrs. Doubtfire. Doesn't sound like Cork, does it? Wait a minute. Sounds like <laughs> County Cack. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Well, I couldn't rightly say. Well, I, t I thought I'd ring in about Brexit. Okay, <laughs> go on then. Tell us about Brexit. Well, don't you think that it's the best thing that's ever happened to the UK? I don't. I struggle to see why it's the best thing, Michael. C talk to me about it. Hang on, just a minute. Are oh. those my feet? Sorry? Well, well, 
I'm just checking if the, uh, I can't find my feet. Brexit, anyway. Well, what? you know, I was talking to, to the parish priest the other day, and he said that Brexit was good because it meant that the UK is getting its independence from Europe. Are you yeah. with me? Yeah, I'm with you, yeah, very much so, yes. And I think, well, you know, you're getting your independence. You're getting back on your own feet. <laughs> Because <laughs> it suddenly it's all clear to me. I hadn't considered this, but we are getting back on our own feet. Of course, yeah. So you've been you've been restrained for how many years now? For about what is it now? 1972. You started, didn't you? <laughs> what are you laughing at there? Oh my God! Thank you so much. <laughs> oh yes. I knew a Brexit show would work. God. Let's go to Dan. Good evening, Big Dan. Well, I'm not that... Well, actually, I'm that big. I'm 20 stone, aren't I? Oh, dear. I wanted to, um, talk about Brexit. So yep. can I, um, do I have to put a Brexit caller voice on? No. You, well, you, you kind of are in that it's slightly monotone and dull. Yes. Excellent. Um, wait a minute. I think the phrase is, Boris is a legend. Yep. Um, he's been Prime Minister for just about two months, and he's, he's not won a single vote in Parliament. And but the first, the first vote he's about to win is going to be the one, the daddy. Uh, probably can't say that these days. The daddy mm. of all votes. He's going to win well, it. I don't know though, because he's managed to bring back a deal, which is basically what Theresa May had what, eighteen months ago. Significantly um, different. That he said a responsible Conservative could never vote Significantly for. Significantly different. That's gameplay. That's gameplay. It is, isn't it? It's he's gameplay. got the top job. He's a bit embarrassed because things happening um but yeah i i think he might uh why is he embarrassed why is he embarrassed he's 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 right the unrelated stuff um, what that he nod loads of fit birds yeah he's not embarrassed about that he's loving it catherine nod loads of fit Bert, what's yeah. happening to you? Are you sure it's just your epiglottis that's swollen? I'm really keen to get on Sky's The Pledge. Uh-huh. Right. Now, I've never heard Sky's The Pledge, but I've seen it on in the background. Yeah, it looks angry. And I imagine this is what Nick Ferrari, June Sarpong, uh, Majid Nawaz and et al. Uh, are talking like. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm using this as my audition tape right. for Sky's The Pledge. Okay. Less the pledge, more Mr. Sheen. Thank you very much indeed, Dan. There we go. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is it. Brexit only on Talk Radio. It's electric. It's eclectic. It's always rule free. It's the late night alternative with that man, Ian Lee, <laughs> on Talk Radio. Brexit. We're doing it. We're going in, Kath. The start of the show was awful. Right? It's awful, and I'm tired of being. Uh, you know, I'm tired of being there. Let's do no Brexit. Let's just give in. Let's just this is lie back and let it wash over us. Brexit calls only. Uh, let's go to David's called in. Good evening, David. Hello, Mr. Speaker. Order, order. Well, I want to have a full-blown debate with one of your callers about Brexit, and you could be Mr. Speaker. Okay, then say hello to Peter. Right. No, 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 no. I will really? not have this. Not my hero, my legend, the, the man himself, Ian Lee, the, the seductress, my fetish 
Catherine Boyle, poisoned by Brexit. I'm not having it. Goodbye. But, but he's, well, he, he hung oh, up, David. So I think leave he, means leave. <laughs> All right, uh, David. He hung up there. Um, that was easy. This that, is the problem <laughs> with some of these debates. <laughs> Let's, uh, David. Say hello to Daniel. All right. Hello. Yeah. 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 What? What? Daniel. I'll have a landline phone next week. Mr. Speaker, I do not know what this guy's talking about. Order! Order! Mr. Daniel! Is Daniel speaking from Clapton? Hello? Yeah, I, yeah. I want to talk about the Extinction Rebellion. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> David, what are you doing? That's what I'm jeering. I feel more. <laughs> He's jeering! <laughs> I thought he got his Uber out again. <laughs> oh. Order, order, <laughs> and order, order some new Hoover bags. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Daniel and David are going to have a debate about Brexit. Whoever wins is what happens. <laughs> can I start? Can I start? You can start, Daniel. Yes. Uh, so, what if the World Trade Organization? says, no, we don't accept the Brexit. Uh, I mean, we don't accept the deal. If the World That's Trade Organization says, we don't accept. We don't accept any deal. David, David Babcock. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. The World Trade Organization is a long-established organization for world trade. And I think that it, they know what's good for them. They know what's good for them. Thank you very much. Mr. Daniel! So, if we have no deal, what will be the deal? Mr. Babcock! The deal is the one that we, uh, uh, me and my, my, my honourable friend have uh, put on the table uh, before you like a big nice sandwich. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand, Catherine! This is even more complicated than actual Brexit. Can I do a speaker? Yeah, please do. Mr. Finnebon! Is that me? Babcock. Yeah, basically, all of you just settle down. Dan Daniel, do you really think that we can leave the European Union without a deal? Yeah, but if there is no hard border in the ocean, imagine there's no hard border in the ocean. So how can you trade with, uh, with the Republic of Ireland? Daniel, Daniel, do you like it... Do you, do you like it hard... Or do you like no, it soft? Soft, soft. You like yellow. it soft. Soft and mellow, yeah. Soft and yellow. Me mellow. You want it soft and mellow. And and David, I'm assuming that you would err on the side of hard, very hard. I. Okay, so it's hard versus soft as you guys go head to head. Right. So David right. is hard. Right now? Yes. And Daniel, you're soft at this precise moment in time, right? Yes. Okay. So the, the, earth border, the earth border can be in the ocean. Okay. The so, David, he, are you, you're hard. Are you going to get it wet? Sorry, am I, do I have to make him hard? 
you could convince him that hard is better. You've got but to try we, and get Daniel. Can, hang on, Daniel, please. David. I want to say hang on, Daniel. Daniel, please. Daniel, David, you have order. to... Tr you, order! Order! Cassie, do one. Order! Uh, da David, you have to try and get Daniel hard. Right. And Daniel, your job is to persuade David that soft is best and see if you can get him soft. Daniel, you go first. Try and get David soft. He's hard at the moment. Okay, so we have a radioactive shark coming from Russia. How well, do you stop it with a hard border? Hang on, can we just check that? I, I, can we check, Amy, can you check that? Is this, where, where did you hear this story, Daniel? We, we have a radioactive shark yes. coming where from Yes, where did you hear this? I'm not seeing anything about that on the news. You did hear about the Extinction Rebellion? Didn't hear about the Extinction Rebellion? Yeah, I want to say something okay, about well, there's a, Okay, there's a radioactive shark from Russia coming, David. Right. How do you stop it with a hard border? Okay. Mr. Mr. Speaker, I think that might be the right answer. Answer the question! Oh, you didn't do that. Answer the question! Right, uh, my, my right to number friend is speaking absolute bolding. There's no radioactive shark coming from Russia or anywhere else in the world. And a hard border would stop it because it's hard. Bollocks! No, excuse me. Or oh, objection. Oh, no, it's not that. Overruled! No, we're, no, we're confused. Daniel, I will need to make you hard, right? You mean a bi bioactive submarine? I want to lick you up and down till you say stop. Uh, I want to say something about the Extinction Rebellion. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Daniel, talk to us about Extinction Rebellion. Okay, so imagine you have Twitter account that can make laws. You, you can make a law. Can make law. Wow, I you think some of them do. A law, you can make a law with your Twitter. So the law would say, if you can work from home, it has to be done from home. The law would be saying that. Not so not exact, is it? What what Prince Charles and Bill Gates have in common? Um, well, let's tread carefully. Um, uh, what do Bill Gates and Prince Charles have in common? In common. Are they hard or soft? No, they never planted a tree. How do I've you? I've got one. Oh, go on. I think Charles did. Go on, David. What no. does Prince Andrew and... No. no. No, thank you, David. Thank you, thank you. Have you ever planted a tree, Daniel? I did in school. Prove it. Uh, my tree had a name. A name was Alice. Alice what? the tree. Well, there's evidence. Alice. David, can you prove you planted a tree? Yeah, I've got a big picture of it, and I just named it Alex. Uh. Okay, well, that's that. This is it, you see. The Brexit debate really does need to be covered and considered. Thank you, uh, Daniel. Thank you, David Babcock. I wasn't convinced at the start of that, but now I mm. am very convinced. I'm, I'm convinced. That this is the new direction for the programme. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. It's a Brexit special. I'm, I'm hoping, it'd be nice to get an American's viewpoint. I wonder if Chuck Winkle could call us later on. Yes. And give us an American's viewpoint on, um, Brexit. I'd like to hear his views on withdrawal. <laughs> Show where the owls 
are not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams. On Talk Radio. Boris Johnson! Boris Johnson! Bojo has done what said, what was said could not be done. He's got us a bloody deal. And it's a good one. Uh, is it? Yes, it is, mate. It's a great one. So he's going to get past Parliament? Mm-mm-mm. Who knows? Let's go to, uh, yeah, I think it will, actually. Because the EU will not grant an extension. Jamie! Hello, mate. How are you doing? All I'm right? very, very well, Jamingtons. What have you got for us this evening? You think Boris Johnson's going to get a deal? Nah, I think he's going to get a 31-inch blooming willy. More like, you know what I mean? I don't think he's going to get a deal, mate. He's, he's talking out of his ass. Ooh, he's, willy and ass. He's, uh, he's got a deal. Nah, mate. The only deal he's going to have is a... Uh... Okay, thank you very much indeed. Let's go... Ah-ha! Look who's called in! It's time to get... Well. An, hang on a second, let me introduce you. It's time to get... Uh, an American's perspective. Hang on a minute. We can make this into a feature let's for free. Um, um, here we go. Let's, let's just type in. Uh, here we go. Here we go. It's time to get an American's perspective on Brexit. We go live to Washington to talk radio's very own. I don't know why I'm doing an American accent. I'm British. Talk Radio's very own American correspondent. Woo! Chuck Winkle. Good evening, Chuck. Good afternoon, Chuck. I don't believe it's a good morning here over America. Well, hang on. Mm. Whereabouts Sorry? are you? Where are you? Oklahoma. That's sort of like in the middle, isn't it? So it's probably, you're probably, you're no more than seven hours behind us. So yeah. it's probably it's probably about it's four thirty five in the afternoon. Four thirty five in the afternoon. You must have overslept. It's the first time I've been able to talk to you so far. So for that start of good morning. Oh, I suppose so. I suppose so. I'll take that. Good morning to you, Chuck. What yeah. are the Americans making a Brexit over there in America? I gotta, yeah. I gotta say I gotta say, quick question. What do you think of that stupid uh Stupid head politician you got over there. Guys are crazy. Which, which one's that? Davis Jansen. <laughs> hey, guys, a lunatic. Who's, so, who's sorry? The Prime Minister, Davis Jansen. I gotta tell you, we all got a right chuckle over here about Davis and his, uh, Andrew Ridgely. Is it? Yeah. Deputy Prime Minister, Andrew Ridgely. Andrew Ridgely was the Deputy Wham. Got it. Say, uh, breaking up a bit there. Okay. How, well, that's the point of Brexit. It, right. You really think you're going to be able to leave on um, about five now with all the fireworks going off? <laughs> I thought that! I never thought that! It's going to be bonfire night around then, isn't it? Don't know if you ask me. Okay. Um, is it big news over in America, Chuck? Well, it's, you know, we, we keep a close eye uh, down there on the United Kingdom, but of course there's a lot of news stories over here in oh, America. let's have some of the news stories over in the States. Well, Trump has been meeting with the ancient Romans, talking all about what you got, uh, Putin, keeping his eye in. Putin. Uh, 
Right? <laughs> Two times. Bloody, bloody And, you know, Donald Trump got a lot on his plate with uh, Ed Olgan over in Turkey. Now, it's a real, real, real sensitive uh, issue. A lot like the issue of Ken Yum Yum a few months ago. It seems like we got a new Ken Wum Wum in Ed Olgan. And, show <laughs> and showbiz news, Chuck. What's happening in the world of U.S. showbiz? Well, Beyonce knows has got a new baby. She's going to call it Nick. And also... <laughs> Nick knows. <laughs> okay, yeah. In movie news, Avatar 2 is coming out soon. That'll be a right treat. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Chuck Winkar, correspondent live from the United States of America on this, the very first TLNA Brexit special. <laughs> Music just ended there. I'm not quite sure, not quite sure what happened. Brian there. Bloody May. <laughs> he only knows the, uh, that bit. He knows, he knows God Save the Queen better. Oh, God, this is Talk Radio. It's a Brexit special. What else is there to talk about? Nothing. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I love the fact we're doing a Brexit special. And a few people in my timeline went, sorry, guys, I can't handle any more Brexit. I'm, I'm switching off for the night. <laughs> You, you cowards, we're solving this. You've got to face the issues. They miss some really incisive commentary You've from experts from around the world. To face the issues. It's the only story in town everybody's talking about it. Bogro done got us a deal. We are leaving on October the 31st with the deal, baby. We won. You lose. You lost and you lose. Suck it up, buttercup. Speaking of buttercup, sucking it up, it's Chris. Hello. Hello, Chris. Hello, Chris. Good evening. Yeah. And Bre go. Brexit. Yes? Right. I, I think we should stay. There we go. That's that sorted. 0344. It's a balanced debate. 499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, you're very, very welcome. <laughs> Uh, what you got for us, Boyle? Oh, so many stories. We haven't really done any. So we went in last night. We had a, we bunked off. We had a night out. We went and saw Mark Lewison at the High Wycombe Swan doing a very, very geeky lecture about the Beatles. It was fab. It was dead good. And what was great is um, during the interval, um, um, DMing Paul McCartney's brother, Mike. Mm -hmm. So it was it was wonderful. Anyway, what have you got? Dog fishing. Oh, bird of cat fishing. Dog fishing. Okay, is this like magnet fishing? No. Nope. But you dangle dogs in a canal. You do dangle dogs, but it's got nothing to do with canals. Yeah. You have probably been the victim of dog fishing on many occasions, but now it has an official name. Dating apps are awash with potential pitfalls as you attempt to wade through a bog of disappointment with the hope of making it to the green grass of love on the other side, says someone rather too elaborately in the yeah. Daily Mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the early days, it felt like the only deception to be feared was encountering a catfish. Shot to fame when MTV's Nev Shulman, Neil, ne Neve Shulman. Neve. It's spelt Nev, but it's Neve, isn't it? No, I would say yeah. Nev as no, a short thing. It's me. Oh, you asked. You asked. Ask, oh, sorry. Uh, you did ask me, and then you rode roughshod over me. I would say. 
to answer your question that you asked me, and thank yeah. you so much for taking a pause and a breath yeah. Yeah. to allow me yeah. to answer. Yeah. I yeah. would say Nev, yeah. short for Neville. Yeah, it's or not. Nevon. It, it's Neve, short for Yaniv. <laughs> There's no such name as Yanni. Yeah. Yanni would be short for Yanni. It's an Israeli name. Yeah, Yanni, the keyboardist. The exotic, erotic keyboardist. Neve Shulman turned detective to break the news to heartbroken online daters that they weren't actually being chatted up by the rapper Lil Bow Wow. Uh-oh. It was at that, I remember seeing that one. It was a woman. Mm-hmm. Since those innocent early days, things have gradually got worse and worse. Now there's terms like paper clipping. Do you know what paper clipping means? Mm, let me s- okay paper clipping is, is is when you unfurl a bit of metal to try and poke a reset button on a clock or so something so how could that apply to online dating you're resetting um you're resetting you're putting the finger up a bum yeah no oh it's quite from that annoying paper clip which used to pop up in the early versions of microsoft I think word you mean this yeah to describe people who return unannounced and unwanted generally irritating gats being what's gats being great gatsby jude law it's when you meet jude law on grinder <laughs> it's when which some- i have done <laughs> it's when someone uses a date solely to pose a picture to social media to pose. make someone else jealous. Pose. Ooh, you said pose. I know. I thought I could get away with it, but then I remember Not on this show you, you can't. Not on this show you can't. Post a picture to social media to make someone else jealous. The list is endless old sport. But perhaps the most frustrating of it all, dog fishing. What okay. do you think that could be? Um, I have no idea, but I know that this story would be so, so much better mm-hmm. if... We had some bongos in the background. So Do you it. carry on. Doggy bongos. Doggy bongos. I'm going to introduce some bongos. Are you going to play them live? Uh, yeah, sure. Why the hell not? Get I, them out then. I think I'm see. going to. Hang on. Here we go. I think this is me playing them live. Nope. Oh, that's the cello. Hang <laughs> on. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is. Honestly, that music, your musical instrument box is very here deep. Go. Here we go. I'm going to, here we go. Got, got my bongos out. Get them out. Give them a rattle. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to accompany the story about dogging, here's my bongos. Hostless. Coming up. <laughs> um, just need to get ready. Warm those hands up. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Woo. This is going out to Shovel. 
and all the bongists out there. Big up the bongo player. Often overlooked in the bands. Bongo crazy. I wish you all a very bongo, bongo Brexit. I'm doing with my mouth. Okay. I'll play softer while you do the story. I'll play softer. Can breathe softer? Can't, it's hard work. Do the story. I can't do it over the panting. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, here we go. <laughs> they should do this on the news, shouldn't they? It's been ha- oh. Got ya. Got ya. I got ya. It's been happening on dating apps for years. It's probably happened to you on multiple occasions, but now it seems to have gained an official name. One, two, three, bongo. If you're using dating apps, you may be well aware of the worst kept secret in the game. Dogs equal dates. So when you come across that person who catches your eye and they've got their arm wrapped around a golden retriever called Cooper. You and stop! You feel like you've hit the jackpot. But what if it's a lie? One, two, three, bongo. Your days, weeks, or sometimes even months of overly calculated messages constructed you to get you in a position to pet that dog and replace by the cold reality that Cooper will not be joining you on the date. More and more people are using dogs to enhance their chances of bagging a match. Dating expert Erica Ettin told the Washington Post she thinks people are faking dog ownership. Oh, I hate suggest- people who fake stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'm absolutely knackered after those bongos. I have a little rest. Uh, uh, dogs and blokes equals yeah. lady magnets. Really? Mm-hmm. But that's men who've not discovered the bongo. I tell you what, um, to me is a lady magnet, mm-hmm. uh, and it, there really is only one. It's uh, me. Oh, I'm so out of breath, but I'm still going to do this. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome... Playing Can't Buy Me Love on the bongos. Bongos sound a bit rum. Whew. That's my old bongos. <laughs> you can't bash an old bongo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, mate! You literally can. Continue a if we play. I finished. Uh, ooh. Okay, let's go to, um, let's go to Chris. Chris, Brexit, what are your thoughts, please, mate? I'm not going to talk about Brexit. Afraid you have to, it's a Brexit phone-in. Can't you tell? Well, no, because you're yes. racist, you're English. Yes. You pick on the Welsh. Yes. It's terrible. Yes. Right. What's your point? Well, It's a Brexit I, I phone-in. I, I, it's a Brexit I, phone-in. I, pardon? It's a Brexit phone-in. A well, bronin. A bonin. I was going to ask... Uh, is I, it, I, are I, you going to ask about Brexit? I can if you want me to. Yeah, well, it's a Brexit phone-in, mate. A bronin. Right? Well... I, I want to get a bone-in. No, oh, you can't wind me up like you do it with the other uh, Okay, well, if I can't... I, hang on a minute. If I can't wind you up... Maybe no, my bo- may, Well, maybe my bongos can. <laughs> <laughs> I... I... 
Congo man. Here we go. Yes, Chris. It's a Brexit phoning, mate. Where's, where's Kath gone? No, it, 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 it was a word Catherine used earlier. Oh. And if I could Google it, I suppose. Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. I think she said aesthetical. What, no, what does that word mean? I don't know. I don't know, Chris. I really don't know. And I don't care. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> you're a bit of a dopey git, aren't you? Yeah, I am. <laughs> Sorry for being rude. I, I do apologize. I am a no. little bit. No, you're not. Bloody hell. I am a little bit. I do apologize. Sorry. I, I shouldn't have said that. I am. I'm a little bit. You? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, we all say wrong words now and again, don't we? Mm, yeah. So I, I can't work out that. Was it aesthetical? I've got no idea! Come on! I don't me. know what it's you- just... I don't know to wit you- to wit you refer! Well, she picked up on somebody, called her, um, called this person, and I don't understand what- Chris, I don't understand what you're talking about. Let's talk, let's talk, let's, um, how are you feeling, Chris? Fine. Okay. I'm always fine. Okay. Oh, oh I've had the police round here. You've had the police round here? What, f round uh -huh. there? what for? Oh, I went a bit nuts. What do you mean? You went, hang on a minute. We've gone from you're fine, you're always fine, to you've had the coppers round because you went a bit nuts. What happened, man? I, I don't know. I, I just got a bit nuts now and again. Violent? No, no. Sweary? Smashing things up. Um, Smashing things up. No. No. What, what did you do, man? I don't know. What I, you do? I, I What happened, brother? I don't know. I... Who called the police? I didn't. I didn't. Okay. Uh, the, uh, question, the question uh, wasn't who didn't call the police. I think <laughs> kind of I think the question was, was it a neighbour? I think, oh, right, where's your police car now? It's not, it's, it's, oh, it's parked outside. Because I wouldn't answer the door. Okay. I, I, I got like one of these, in because I can't see people. No. So you have not an intercom? Not door anymore, yeah. so I got an intercom. So what did you do? Did you go, did, what, did you smash up the flat a bit? No, I don't live in a flat, I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> don't be offensive. Cheeky I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. babe, but we all know that people who live in flats are perverts and scumbags, and I apologise for lumping you with that. Oh, you've been stereotypical now. Yep. You are? <clears throat> so, what happened? Oh, I don't know. You smashed up some of the house? No, I did not. Or do you live in a bungalow? I didn't smash anything up. <laughs> and and, and I, I, I did say to them, right, uh, where have you parked to now? Okay. Oh, parked uh, right outside. Yes. And, uh, see, Hang I'm, on a minute, Catherine, I'm you would so like to say something. Chris, 
Was was somebody worried that you were going to hurt yourself? Oh, I don't know. Okay. You've been very vague, and that is your choice to be vague, and I respect it. Oh, I, I, I don't like light candles anymore because I think oh I'm going to burn the bleeding house down. Yeah, it's probably so, a great not a great idea for you to light candles. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. All right. But now, I I like listening to you both, and I still can't understand that word. I'm going to Google it. You Google it, Chris. Thank you very much indeed. There you go. You see. Thank you, Chris. I knew there was I knew there was something there. Yeah. Knew there was something there. Um, who are we talking to? Oh, we've got to have Imani on tonight, but she's not feeling very well. She's oh, feeling oh. a little bit, uh, oh, is this a, I think I can say that. I don't think this is in confidence. It's a mental health thing. She's just struggling a little bit. She, and also she just realised as well that she's got terrible phone signal in her apartment. Um, she says, I've got, she was panicking about it. She sent this email saying, I've got, I've got terrible phone signal and I, 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 I what do you want to do? And I instantly, I know Imani quite well. I went, calm, everyone, let's just call out. If we don't do it tonight, that's fine. And she said that she was struggling a little bit and just feeling a little bit mentally under the weather. So she's going for a steam, I think. I think she's going to go and do some exercise. And I said, look, forget it this week. If, if, if you're stressed about stuff, allow us to take this one stress away from you. We want you to come on and chat about your new album. We want you to enjoy it. So that's gone. I'm off next week. Let's do something the week after, and maybe we can pre-record it. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll sort something out. So she's yeah. not coming on. But we have got someone coming on at 11, haven't we? Donny Hayes. Who? That name rings a bell. If you're listening at the end of the programme on... Programme? Show on Tuesday? Yep. You'll have heard us do a love bomb and find a farmer in America in his tractor. Yeah, he's great. Who, who streams for company, I think, more than anything else. Yeah. And we got chatting to him, unfortunately a little bit close to the end of the show, but we thought we'll get a bit more time with him. I've got his phone number. Yeah, we're going to give him a call. It was a really nice end of the show if you missed it uh, on, on Tuesday. I totally recommend going. Look, Mondays and Tuesdays shows were great. Better than this rubbish. Uh, 03444991000. I think we've solved Brexit now, so you can call in about absolutely anything uh, you want. Let's, let's uh, get the good ship nice vibe sailing again shall we the late night alternative almost every weekday from 10 with ian lee and Catherine boyle only on talk radio the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio we have ways of making you talk
right, let's get on with this. Oh three. Four 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 nine nine one thousand. The late night alternative. Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle. Nearly every weeknight from ten. We weren't in yesterday. We ain't in next week. We've got the whole week off to recover from the share concert that we're going to on Monday. Oh, we're going to be having it large. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we do this thing every now and then on the show, uh, and we might do one tomorrow where um, we go on Periscope and we go and try and find someone who hasn't got many viewers or hasn't got any viewers. We tend to do it, and then, then we then I I find it, and then I find someone nice who hasn't got many viewers, and I tell you lot, dear listener, where to go, and we all kind of pile in, and we just leave nice messages, a Periscope love bomb, and sometimes we've we've gone from two viewers up to like two hundred and fifty viewers. Uh, we tend to do it in the UK. Because when you go to America on Periscope, man alive, they throw that N-word around like there's no tomorrow. They throw that word around a lot. You've got to be careful. But we couldn't find anybody. We did it in the last seven minutes of the show on Tuesday, uh, which isn't much time at all, because you normally have a couple of misses before you get to a delicious hit. We, we were scrabbling around trying to find someone. And we couldn't find anybody in the UK, so we went over to the States completely randomly, and um, we found uh, we found a farmer. And we only had about 90 seconds, two minutes to chat to him. I know some of you um, stayed on and, and chatted with him a little bit longer, which is great. Some of you tweeted me, said, oh yeah, I watch that guy quite often, he's just really interesting just to, to watch that. But I felt... We felt a bit bad, didn't we, Catherine? Yeah, we he seemed like such a nice bloke. Yeah. And it was such a kind of relaxing stream that he was doing. Yeah. The sun was setting, it looked beautiful. Yeah. So, I thought we'd get him back on. We got him on, ladies and gentlemen, Donny Hayes. Good evening, Donny. What's going on, Ian? Hey, man, hey, how, you, how you doing? I'm great. I'm working, actually, right now. I hope it's not too loud. It's not too loud. Tell us, Tell us exactly what you're doing at this precise second in time. Right now, I am unloading the semi-truck full of uh, corn and putting it into one of our grain bins. Tell me what, it's not the greatest line, so speak nice and clearly, but we can hear you. Tell me what you can see, Donnie. Uh, I can see some corn kernels going into a uh, red uh, trough that's got some horseshoe uh, augers in it. They go up to another uh, red auger into a big yellow auger. It goes all the way up to a silver grain bin. And uh, that's not where we store our grain. Uh, I don't know if you can hear it in the background, but I got some dryers, uh, some fans running, uh, and that helps dry the grain down to the moisture that we want it at to sell it, and uh, so that it either we can sell it at that moisture, or we can, so it doesn't rot if the grain does. Go on, Kath. So, yeah. so, Donnie, how long have you been streaming on Periscope? I've been streaming for about three, maybe four years. Uh, there's a few people on there that have been following me for the past three years that uh, actually live in the UK and Ireland. Uh-huh. And whereabouts are you exactly? I'm in Northeast Missouri. Uh, Say that again, Donnie. Get, get nice and close to the phone because it, it just keeps fading a little Sorry. bit. That's all right, man. You're, you're a working farmer. Jesus. We're two, we're two idiots in London and just sat in our swanky air-conditioned studio. You're a working actual farmer. But, but. Yeah, so where yeah. exactly are you, Donnie? I am in northeast Missouri, uh, USA. Beautiful, oh. man. And that's your that farm has been in your family for generations, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's been in my 
uh, family for ages. Uh, I mean, you go back far enough, everybody in, in the United States is farming. Yeah. Uh, it just depends on how far back you want to go. Uh, I consider myself eighth, sixth to eighth generation farmer. But you're, listen, you're a young man, youngish. Yeah, yeah, 28. 28. Um, and you've got family and stuff. How come, what, how come a 28 year old guy has taken on the family farm? Was there any point where you're like, well, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to go and be like, I don't know, a games designer or a, a street fighter or something. <laughs> well, actually there was about really only one other job I wanted other than uh, coming back to the farm. And that was, uh, to be an astronaut. Wow. But uh, NASA hadn't called me anytime soon, so but uh um I don't know, I just like going to the, the store, seeing a family pick up a thing of bacon or a thing of uh uh pork steak or ham steaks or whatever and I know that I fed a family that night or that day. Yeah. That's the most, that's the straightest part about being a farmer. It looked, I mean, obviously, listen, man, let's not romanticize it too much. Farming, it's flipping hard work, it's long hours, it's, uh, it's physical, I'm guessing. Yeah. You maybe don't, probably not getting the money that you deserve. But, 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 when we saw your stream, it looked amazingly um, peaceful with a small P, and you obviously a noisy tractor going, but this incredible view, the sky was beautiful red as the sun was yeah. setting, and that hypnotic vibe of just going up and down and up and down. Um, I'm guessing, it, it, obviously you love it. Is it peaceful? Do you get into a kind of zen state? Those, like you saw, those are the nights where I'm like, damn it, I love being a farmer. Yeah. Like only, only being a farmer can you see that, uh, that view of the sun setting right behind the corn. That is, it's just, oh, it's, I don't even, I don't even know how to explain it. You just gotta, gotta see it to believe it. And why do you do the periscope? I've, I've been in America. There's, there's a big push for farmers getting out and telling their story. Okay. And just so people know where their food comes from. I've been a big advocate of that, uh, for a long time. I mean, I've been trying to get my, my story out, why we do what we do. Well, it's not just thousands, cows, and plows out here, and we're not just a bunch of dumb, redneck, hick, country boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we have, like, I have a college degree. My dad has a college degree. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're not stupid. Well, no, uh, do they still have, is there still, I suppose there is still that perception that you, you, you go around chewing matches, uh, and shooting squirrels with a shotgun. But I, I cause we know over here that and the we farmers, do that. You do, yeah. <laughs> That's what we can. We do. I mean, there's no lie. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, no, that's that's true. But being a farmer now, it's a it's a business. It's a, it's a it's a business. You got to yeah. you got to be clever. You got to do more than just drive a tractor. Yeah, and I mean, I've got some numbers about. I mean, like how much stuff costs. Yeah. I mean, a bag of corn. 
uh, is $106 in U.S. So in pounds, I converted. I did I did some uh, research. Yes, uh, I, it's about 238.39 pounds. The exchange rate's not that bad, is it? Flipping heck. Well, maybe, I don't know. That might be not, that might be units. That might be, See, We got bags and we have units yeah. that are both. So we got bags of beans. There's $74 a bag in the U.S. It's about 57.3 or 0.63 pounds. Yeah. Now listen, when you're on Twitter, uh, on Periscope, right? The, the internet can be a, a, an unfriendly place as well as a friendly one. Do, <laughs> yeah. you, do you get a load of dicks coming on to your stream <laughs> and giving you abuse, or do you just get nice people? I mean, I get them all. I get, I get the dicks. I get the people that are just weird. I mean, I've had random questions. I've had, I've had good questions, and like the most random question I can think of that I can remember. Um, I think Honeypot was there. Uh, that's somebody that's in the UK. Yeah. Uh, somebody asked me to show me their, show me my, show me my feet to them. Oh, show my feet to them. I was like, dear me. Like, They're like a hardworking man's feet. Farmer's feet. I was feet. like, I got, I got boots on right now, so you can't really see them, but there you go. There's feet, so. <laughs> you made someone's day. Someone shot their load. But, yeah, do you, no, do, do, what do you get? Because you're, listen, you're, uh, let's say you're a good-looking young man, you're a fit young man. Do you get, you know, lonely, middle-aged women coming on looking for a little bit of eye candy? <laughs> well, I don't know about how old they are, but, uh, I, I mean, I get people come on and say, hey, you're a good-looking guy, or, or, I mean, guys and gals that come on and say, you're a good-looking guy. It's like, I appreciate it. Hey, I mean, it's I'm not gonna leave my wife. Well, I'm just looking. At, I'm just looking too, at a picture of so. your uh, your wife Ashley on your um, on your Twitter. Yeah, yeah. You're not leaving Ashley. Uh, she, she's a go. she's a beautiful woman. No, she honestly. I mean, it's it's very cliche, but she completes me. But uh, oh man. No, I mean, I get the compliments a, a lot sometimes, most of the time, and uh, I mean, I appreciate it. It's, yeah, I mean, I take it, and that's. I go on. And what does Ashley do? Does Ashley work? Uh, she does. She is a loan processor at, at a local bank here in our small town. Okay. All right. It sounds like you're living the uh, dream, man. You, you guys are happy, aren't you? You sound happy. Well, I mean, <laughs> to be honest, I mean, I mean, you talk about the American dream. Back in the 70s, the American dream was having two cars, a white picket fence, and a dog, and two kids. I actually have a white fence around my backyard, a house. I have two cars. I have my truck and her, her Tahoe, and I have two kids and a dog. Beautiful. So, I mean, I guess I am living the American dream. Donnie, it's so nice to talk to you. I'm so glad that we kind of stumbled uh, onto you on Tuesday. I'm <laughs> following you on there now, so I'm going to come and see you again. Hey. Um, I'm going to tweet your, your Periscope and your Twitter. If anyone w wants to go and check him out, periscope.tv slash Donny, and it's D-O-N-N-I-E-L-Hayes, H-A-Y-S. Uh, periscope.tv slash Donny L. That's Hayes. me. Nice one, man. Keep in touch, Donny. Hey, yeah, anytime you got any farmer questions, you can just call me. I can find them. I can look it up. 
dude, I'll find out the right answer. Dude, as well, if, if we sometimes, last year we came over to New York and did the show from there. We're looking at next year coming over at some point. Who knows? Maybe we'll come near Missouri. We'll not, well, you can, you can, um, cook us some homegrown food and, um, maybe we can meet the kids. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Nice one, man. Keep in touch, Donnie. Thank you, mate. We'll see you. Thank you. Appreciate Bye-bye. it. What Thanks, a nice Donnie. guy. Donnie L. Hayes, and it's Donnie, D-O-N-N-I-E, letter L, H-A-Y-S. What a nice guy. Honestly, go and check out his stream, man. Because it's just stunning. This this amazing scenery. It's, it, this is where we're living in, in the 21st century. 27-year-old farmer in Missouri can be bored on his, you know, driving his tractor up and down. And with his phone, he can show us what he's doing. And this silly little show in London can um can find him and then get him on so thank you everyone who um tweeted me afterwards saying oh i'm a big fan of donnie oh the switchboard is empty oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand this is the late night alternative on talk radio whispering lunar incantations for cross parents um cross dressers yeah, did you know this about me and cross rail workers steel and polycarbonate the late night alternative with ian lee i've got, I've got a very poor internet connection on talk radio my throat i can feel my throat going a bit got a week off though which is good um so i'm looking at getting another cat <laughs> Can you believe it? Spoken somewhere, because I'm jealous of you. So I got my, my girls, my three girls, and then I saw a cat on Facebook, the kit, some kittens, and I went, yeah, I'll, I can help out with those little black kittens that no one wants black kittens. So I was speaking to the RSPCA today. I might be getting a kitten or two. It's outrageous. A kitten or two? Well, she's... You keep fluctuating between, I can only have one, I can only have one, but maybe I can have well, two. Well, if there's two of them, I'm not going to leave one behind. I can't do that. I spoke to an RSPCA woman and she said, right, well, when they're ready, if you'd like to come and meet them and see if you'd like to take any. And I'm thinking, yes. Oh, God, kittens are so amazing. Yes, I mean, 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. Um, it's a slightly up and down show. I'm feeling a little bit queer tonight. It, it, I have got this little throaty thing and I'm, I'm worried it's, um, what's the tonsillitis mm-hmm. again. I just feel that little, just feel a little something going on that isn't, it's not a sore throat. It's a little bit colder than a sore throat, and that's reminiscent of when I had tonsillitis. I don't oh, want man. that again. I want a week off with tonsillitis. I want a week off lighting my fire and playing video games and streaming and reading and writing and stuff. And looking after my cat. Looking after your cat. That is what is happening. Go on. You know, yesterday we were talking about that weird doomsday story, and you said keep an eye on it. Oh, this was the the Dutch story with the nine the people that have been uh, underground for nine years, yeah. men aged between eighteen and twenty five, something like that, with their dad and a weird man. Yes. Well, a little bit more details come out. Here we go. Because um, we heard that a guy in his late twenties had run into a cafe and asked for help, right? Yeah. yeah. The Daily Star today is saying. Daily Star. A man, 25, claimed he was one of seven adults holed up in the basement of a farmhouse for nine years after stumbling into a pub. Okay. He drank five beers. Well, if you've been down in a hole for ni- nine years, yeah, you might well you do would, that. you would. Before telling the landlord he was a member of a family who'd been living in total isolation while waiting for the end of time. It quotes the same guy, but in the first story, it didn't tell us that he was running a pub. It said he was a cafe owner, didn't it? Right. Chris Westerbeek, who runs the bar in Ruinavold, ne- Netherlands, said the unkempt-looking man had come into his bar, ordered five beers and drunk them. Then I had a chat with them, he told the BBC, and he revealed he'd run away and needed help, and then we called the police. 
He added he had long hair, a dirty beard, wore old clothes and looked confused. That sounds like Roger, one of our regular listeners. <laughs> wasn't wearing a pink uh, onesie. No. He said he'd never been to school and he hadn't been to the barber for nine years. He said he had brothers and sisters. See, this is the first time he's mentioned any women. Brothers and sisters who lived at the farm. He said he was the oldest and he wanted to end the way they were living. When police visited the remote farmhouse, they found six other adults who'd been living in total isolation in a concealed basement room for nearly a decade. The oldest of them, a 58-year-old man, has since been arrested. The man had initially been assumed to be the father of the group, but Roger de Groot, the local mayor, later told reporters Roger, that... they did what to the group? <laughs> Roger de Groot. Roger de Groot. No, Roger de, de Groot. De Groot. I'm so sorry. Is the Apologies. local mayor. He told reporters that was incorrect. <clears throat> Nor was he the owner of the farm, Mr. de Groot added, saying, I've never seen anything like it. Police tweeted about the strange incident, saying, Yesterday someone reported to us that they were worried about the living conditions of people in the house in Wietenhurtsweg in Runewald. <laughs> we went there. We still have many unanswered questions. The six younger adults, aged 18 to 25, are believed to be all related. Their mother, according to Mr. De Groot, had died some years ago. Locals in Ruinavold had no suspicion the group were there. So this did actually happen, because when you started this off, it I thought... It said claim, didn't it? I was getting a, a, a whiff of bullshine. No, but it's <clears> strange <throat> that, that, that now it's turned into... A bloke walked into a pub and then was talking to the barman. Because yeah. when we first heard it yesterday, it was like someone ran for help and yeah. the first place they found was his cafe. And before he, t he, he had five pints before he... Yeah. One told Dutch media mm. they'd only ever seen one man on the farm, never any children, although there'd been animals on the ground, such as geese and a dog. The local policeman... <laughs> <laughs> what a pointless detail. Oh, geese and a dog? Okay, right, fine, the, yes, yes. Sorry, the local postman then. told Algemeen Dagblad news website that he had never delivered a letter there. It's actually pretty strange now I come to think about it, he said. <laughs> it's funny, the detail now. Okay, let's keep our eyes on that... A bit more. Gosh. <coughs> Let's go to Neil. Good evening, Neil. Hi, Ian. Hi, Cathy. Hi, right. Neil. Hi, Neil. What you got for us? Um, it's a story of moustache prejudice. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it, brother. Tell me. Did you get called a, a, a nonce or a I porn did, actually, star? Yeah. yeah you did. <laughs> if people call me a porn star uh, on Twitter, yeah. they get muted. If they call me a nonce, they get blocked. What it was, uh, I haven't got the moustache now. Uh, it wasn't through shame, but it was for... Uh, Movember, okay. a, a couple of years ago, I went to quite a, uh, a well-known water park with my children and yes. my wife. Yes. Uh, I was watching them playing in the uh, kids' pool yeah. when one of the attendants came up to me and said, uh, no. excuse me, can I ask if you're uh, here with children? No! Oh, come on! <laughs> Neil, <laughs> yeah. no! And the thing is, I said, I said, yeah. And then children being children, once I was trying to point them out to the bloke, were sort of hiding from me and laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I said, and he, my son ran past, I went, that's him there. And he went, no, what, what? And he sort of reached past, and then, uh... I thought my daddy tried to touch me earlier on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I sort of, I sort of went to, I sort of walked away sort of a bit, um was sort of angry, but then I said to my wife, sort of explained the story to her. I didn't know whether to be, uh furious or quite impressed at the now, is this, is it, did around. they think you're a paedophile because of the moustache or were you masturbating in the pool uh not on that occasion no, no? okay fine okay fine <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was the tash yeah no I believe it. i've been wanting to phone your buddies for a while but i've got because uh i sort of listen on the podcast yeah 
uh, my wife's on a works night out. I thought, do you know what? I'm going to phone in. Do it, mate. And I've got myself, I've got myself a bit nervous and a bit uptight about ringing in. Oh, no, 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 don't worry. Listen, we're on. I've been in shaky waiting to get. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? it and you've, you've <laughs> not been waiting that long. Some people wait a lot longer. And it no, is. A... And I've, I've sort of listened. I'm going to do the old, uh, I've been listening to the show for years and years. Sort Christ, of thing, hang but... on. Oh, God, hang on. He's, he's hang on, he's going to get his thing out. Hang on. Am I going to say it? Say it, go on. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> well done, beautifully delivered. But yeah, I'm, I'm shaking now, it's ever so weird. Oh, man up, snowflake! I know. Man up, buttercup! <laughs> but you were saying you were like, what caught, you were caught between being offended that they saw the moustache yeah. and, and well, assumed well, things, well, well, but also then thinking, well, well, well good I, that they're saying something. Well, it's, yeah, we've got some sort of uh, protocol in place, but then, yeah, it was a weird one. It's a really well-known water park as well. Was it, well, was it, what was it, Centre Parks? No. Okay, so, so don't go to the theme park. Okay, well, uh, oh, um. Begins with an A. What? Ends with towers. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm so thick. I'm so thick. Um, well, Neil, so you don't have the tash anymore? No. Do it. I did, uh, uh, do you think you should? Yeah, do it. I'm loving, I'm, I'm loving mine well, at the I mean, moment. I'm ginger as well, though, I mean, so. Oh, who cares? Who cares about any of that stuff, man? Confidence. My my moustache is is pure confidence. Get this, Neil. I bought some um, silver sequined shoes today. Well, that is confidence. Beautiful. Confidence. Yeah, yeah, you're rocking it. Yeah, I, I can't confident. You come and see my. You come and see me at the rabbit hole at some point. I'll be I'm wearing the silver sequined. You, you coming to Birmingham? Hopefully, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't say that. All right, I'm coming. Thank you. Don't try, do. <laughs> thank you. I will, thank I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Do, yeah. man, do it'll be, it'll be nice. And well done for phoning us tonight. I know it's tough thank and it's you. silly, but... Um, I feel a, I'm still shaking, but I'll, I'll get over myself. You, I, I bet in about 30 seconds you'll, uh, you will laugh and go, well, that went quickly. What was yeah. I so nervous about? You'll get a nice yeah. little buzz. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Neil. Take care, man. Love yeah. the show. Bye bye. Thank you. Me. Yeah, come uh, and see me and Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> We're playing. We got. We got some live shows. The tour isn't fully announced yet. It's not fully announced. But next year, Catherine and I are doing the biggest tour we've ever done, going all around the country. Right. So we got December the fourteenth, uh, Sunday, December the fourteenth, afternoon show uh, in London. Right. There's, there's there's about thirty tickets left for that, so you want to get those, okay? Then. And there are more to come, don't forget, more to come. The 8th of March, um, we are in Cardiff at the Glee Club. It's an afternoon show, 1.30 till 4.30. Now, this is a bit of a punt, because we've never been to no. Cardiff before. But we've had quite a few people saying, will you not come to Wales? So We've had so many people say, you've got to come to Wales. So this is it. This is the Wales show, right? If it goes well, we come back and maybe we try somewhere else as well. If it goes badly... We ain't never coming to Wales again. So, 8th of March in Cardiff. Then, 26th of April, the show Neil was talking about, we're in Birmingham at the Glee Club. Mm -hmm. Again, it's another afternoon show. It's, um, I think it's, I think these are Sundays. So Sunday afternoon, the 26th of April, 1.30 to 4.30. And then, the 14th of June, 2020. Yep. It's the uh, Comedia Brighton. Yep, we'll be there again. Oh, this is an this is an it's evening, an evening one, show. Seven thirty p.m. Now we've not been to the Comedia before. This is a new venue for us in Brighton, but, but slightly bigger. Not massive, but slightly bigger because yeah. we keep selling out, keep selling out the Brighton shows. So uh, tickets for sale there. And the last one we've got in the diary that's definite, or that's got a ticket link, 
It's the 23rd of August. That's Glasgow. That's the Glee Club. It's another afternoon show. We've got Manchester possibly coming tomorrow. That's at the Frog and Bucket. We've got Bath is definitely happening. We're trying to get a show in Luton at the Library Theatre. Mm. We've got another London show coming up at some point next year. And I think that might be it. If you want tickets, you want to see them, ianlee.com slash event. ianlee.com slash event. And everyone that said, oh, you're going to come to Hull... Are you going to come to Leeds? No. We went to Hull. 15 people turned up. They were lovely. We had a great time, but it cost us a fortune. Yeah. So, no. These are the, the venues. We might do a couple more. We I've not looked at Liverpool, actually. I'd like to try a small venue in Liverpool just to see. But but this is it. Listen, we're coming. We do this. Not to, not to get rich. Not to make money. If we can cover our costs, brilliant. If we can cover our costs and get a few quid for our time, Fantastic. But we do it because we're aware that everything is London-centric. The whole media is based in London. The studio is in London. Even though neither Catherine or I live in London anymore, everything is in London. So we want to try and bring, you know, it's not actually this show, but we want to try and bring a show out to you. We want to come. We'll stick around after every single show. We will shake hands. We will take pictures. Hopefully we're going to have a little bit of merch to sell. We're definitely going to have some vinyl records uh, to sell. We might have some pins and things. T-shirts, and, t-shirts and posters to mm-hmm. sell. Um, so try and come along if you can. And I know they're months away. Really helps us if you can book your tickets in advance because if we get closer and we haven't sold enough tickets, then we have to cancel the show. And I know, it, I know, it's expensive and money and all of that. But if you can book your tickets early. It helps us, helps the, the venue. It just, just, it just kind of shows willing, you know? Yeah. IanLee.com slash event, uh, if you want any part of that. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Moonlit musings for mums, madams, and meat packers. Oh, never mind. I must have misheard. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. This station's brilliant. On Talk Radio. Oh, three, four, four. What are you doing? Taking my headphones off. I'll give you permission to do that, young lady. Well, I don't want them whistling down the uh, microphone. Uh, it was nice having a day off. Really nice having a day off. I, I'm sleeping so badly at the moment. The last couple of weeks, there's something going on. Uh, let, let me talk about this for a second, actually. There's something going on with me. Right? I don't know what it is, but I'm sleeping really badly. I've got this anxious knot in my stomach. Um, I'm really struggling to get to sleep, and then it's fitful. I'm having... Really boring dreams. Really, like, tedious dreams. What, like those frustrating shopping dreams where you never find it? No, it's not even that. They're just, I'm doing stuff. It's just so boring. Oh. And I'm waking up and I'm just, I wake for quite a while and then struggling. To, it's a nightmare, right? It's, it's, it's a nightmare. I've got this anxious knot and I'm feeling really depressed. Oh, I don't go too much into that. And I've mentioned it a bit on Twitter. I'm feeling lost. I'm feeling there's something... Not quite right. Maybe it's this, maybe it's, I don't know. And I've mentioned it, um, on Twitter a couple of times, and so many people said, oh yeah, I've had exactly the same feeling the last couple of weeks. There's something in the air. Now, I, I don't believe there is, you know, like, like a gas or something floating in the air, but, but maybe, maybe something is going on. Maybe it is. We talked about this before a little bit. That, that I, I, I genuinely suspect that, that, that a significant number of the population is suffering PTSD because of 
um, the whole Brexit thing, not necessarily because we're leaving, but just because the whole experience is very toxic, Tense. very aggressive, d- yeah. very, um, y- you know, d- um, combative, right? And uh, I really love the fact that Sky have done a pop-up TV channel. Oh, by the way, this is what we should refer to the rabbit holes as. I've always, I have to write the blurb for the rabbit hole. Call it a pop-up radio show. Oh, there, you, yeah. there you go, you see. I always have to write the blurbs for the websites, and I really struggle. It's a live phoning show recorded in front of a, uh, 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 uh. it's a pop-up radio show. There you go. But Sky are doing a pop-up news channel where there's no Brexit. There's no Brexit on it. Because they've done a survey and, and sort of a third of their viewers are bored of it. Yeah. Brexit fatigue. To the point where they switch off. Mm-hmm. And so they're doing that. And I think that's, I think that's brilliant. And I, I wish someone had done that three years ago and it would have just, so toxic. Anyway. But I wonder, if, if, what am I trying to say? I'm not feeling great. This is what I'm trying to say in a nutshell. I'm feeling anxious, depressed and a bit lost. And I wondered if you are as well, dear listener. I don't want to phone in the people phoning up with their woes and all their concerns necessarily. And I know it won't be, you know, statistically, won't statistically prove anything is going on. But a significant number of people have replied to my tweet saying, yeah, no, I'm feeling the same. Some people have said it's because of the moon. The moon's in a funny thing. Some people have said it's seasonal. Some people have said it's the weather, the light. The, I, I, it could be all of those things. It could be none of those things. I, I don't know. But there's something, um, people saying it could be sad that you've had seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, could be, could be. It just feels bigger this year. just feels bigger this year. Um, so I'm just going to throw that out there. That may resonate with you. That may not resonate with you. But I'll put it out there. 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. Let's go to Sarah. Good evening, Sarah. Hello. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Ian. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. What you got for us? Well, well a few things, actually. Um, I, just, I just had a holiday of a lifetime um, in Cyprus, you know, three weeks in a five-star hotel. What? Halfway through the holiday, only me can get a disease that um, affects your skin. You can't go in the sun. No. End up with blisters, come back from the holiday three weeks later and end up in the hospital six weeks later. Really? Well, uh, well, well, hang, well, hang on a minute. First of all, first of all, <laughs> How the flipping hell can you afford a three-week holiday in a five-star hotel in Cyprus? What, what are you doing? Are you a bank robber or something? Are you the one that well, won all those millions? <laughs> no, no, no. I'll tell you the story behind it, actually, and you'll you'll be, you'll kick yourself now, actually. I, I, I won't, actually. <laughs> You're going to tell me you got an insurance payout because someone died? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, well, it is... Okay. No, one, of my great, one of my good friends um, has just been diagnosed with stage two aggressive cancer in oh. two parts of her body. Um, she's been a teacher for 35 years. She cashed in her pensions and she was like, right, I want to go to the hotel that I've been to for 15 or 16 times. I need someone to come with me. All of her friends are teachers, so they are working in term time. I'm a stay-at-home mum. Her husband happened to be, was my dad, my dad, my late dad's best friend. Yeah. They used to go travelling and doing stuff together, so we're all tight and very connected. Um, he won't fly though. The trouble is, her husband will not fly. He will not get on an aeroplane. He goes to Scotland all the time. Mr. He's got T. His, he will. Yeah, he's like, I got no plane fool. You got to put drugs in his milk. He will literally will not get on an aeroplane. So I got nominated to go to a five-star hotel for three weeks in Cyprus. Did she pay for it then? Yeah. Oh well, well you know, I apologize. I don't apologize. I'm not saying anything wrong, but I'm sorry for the circumstance. But what a yeah. mate! What a mate, though! What a, what a, a great way to um, salute life and friendship, huh? 
Oh no, it's fantastic because I've been going through a hard time. My fellow of 15 years just left me not long ago. Oh, Sarah. So I've been going through a bit of hard time, the children and stuff like that, you know, so yeah. it's been a bit tricky. And then for them to nominate me to go, I'm like, right, the first thing I did was sat down with my children and asked them, is it okay? Because it was, it happened to be my son's seventh birthday while I was going to be away as well for the three weeks. So I felt terrible and I was, you know, I was umming and ahhing and I just thought, you know, what do I do? Yeah. So I sat down with the children and, you know, they're seven and nine and nine-year-olds like going on 20. Um, mm. I sat and spoke to them first and if they'd have objected at all, obviously I wouldn't have gone, I would have had to have done something else. I don't know what I would have done, but yeah. yeah, they were very adult about it and they were fine and the, the woman that I went with, her husband, who, like I say, was my dad's best friend. He was looking after my children with, along with my ex-partner. And so they looked, so the boys looked after the kids and me and the, me and Ellen went and went away. I was meant to be going to look after her and then halfway through the holiday I got this skin disorder and, uh, So what was, what, what, what did you get, like fleas or something? What was it? <laughs> <laughs> fleas. I didn't even, I didn't even pull any fitties, Ian. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so, man. <laughs> I know, it's grim. But, um, no, I was just, literally, I went, and, I was in the sun sensibly, you know, with sun cream on, as you do, yes. and, uh, halfway, uh, my tan was coming on, we got, we went and got our nails done, we were feeling all fresh and relaxed, and it was lovely, doing our aqua aerobics in the pool in the morning and all that, we had the right laugh, and then all of a sudden I started to get this rash, it started on my arm, then it went further down my arm, then down my leg, then on my other leg, and it was just on my arms and legs, and then my ankles swelled up to, like, <laughs> Balloons with blisters like oh, you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, literally like wow. blisters like golf balls. I, I kid you not. I've, got, I've got pictures of it. It's just literally. And so then, was, was your your mate <laughs> with the cancer who's <laughs> out there with it? The, she's then having to nurse you, is she? Exactly. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> you know, a week and a half into the holiday, I'm doing everything <laughs> right about. Because the first week we got there, we was in a hotel over the road because she couldn't get into the big plush hotel where you don't have to run down to get your sunbed. So the first week. um I was getting up like seven o'clock in the morning, running down, grabbing the towels, putting the, the towels down for school. Because we met a couple from um, Swansea, from Liverpool fans, unfortunately. But yeah, so um, I was going down and putting down the towels. So we got up earliest. Was, we was making sure we got our four beds. What together. time did you have to go down to put the towels on? Oh, about seven in the morning. Oh, oh I, that's not that bad. I ate that crap though. Oh, oh, it's boring. So stressful. Oh. It was, it was, I was, I was really walking out of all these towels, loads of bags, and I was like, oh, this is boring. So yeah, we was only there for a week. Alright, but so when you come back, you come back home, and then you get ill, so what, did you, you went to the hospital because of your skin, what did they say it was? Well, they sat, like I say, we stayed at the first hotel, they went over the road, stayed at this luxury five-star hotel, and I went to the hospital about two weeks into the holiday, and they said it was a, a, just a skin infection. And yeah. um, gave me some uh, antibiotics and sent me on my way. Yeah. And then, like, you know, sort of, they give me some cream and that, I was like, oh, don't seem to be getting any better. Yeah. And then it got to the point where we were nearly due to fly home, and I was like, I just want to get back on English soil if I'm, I'm going to die away if it's septic or something like that. I'd rather be here. <laughs> but what did you have? Well, basically, they, it took them a long time to diagnose it. I, like I say, I landed at five o'clock last Monday morning in the morning. Yeah. Um, at Luton Airport, and I was in Luton Lundell Hospital by 10 o'clock, and then they finally got me in the bed at midnight that night. I was awake for like 45 hours, ridiculously, and mm. oh, it was awful. What did then, you have? I have got, I'll tell you what they've called it, Google it, it's called um, Severe Photogenic Sun Disorder, Skin Disorder, sorry. Well, so hang on, you, good, you look good in photos, what? No, it's from the light, <laughs> it's from the sunshine, is it? Sunshine. It's from the sunshine and sun cream combined. Um, 
the sun cream that I use apparently mixed with the amount of sunshine that I had reacted with my skin. What? Fabulously. And that's what I've got. What wow. world do we live in? You're a medical mystery. I know, that's what they, all the doctors literally, they were like, wow, what is this? Oh, that's not what you want from a doctor, Louis. <laughs> My God, I've never seen anything like this. Get the rest of the yeah. crew in. When they're bringing their colleagues in to have a look at you, you know you're in trouble. <laughs> How are you now, Sarah? Uh, hang on a minute, I need a oh. second opinion. They're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> How are you now? I'm not too bad. They, they kept me in some, when they took me in on the Monday last week. They let me come out. They took me to the dermatology place to look at my skin. Mm -hmm. I had a thousand million blisters all over my ankles and feet, which were huge. They popped them all. And, um, this is the stuff. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Eating, they, yeah, they, they, they popped them. What, how did they pop them? Did it, did, did, did they have a pin? They had a needle with oh, a syringe. I want that job. I want that job. That is, <laughs> popping a blister is the best thing in the world. Yeah, but you're not meant to, you met, the, the woman said to me, keep the head on. I'm not, excuse me. No. <laughs> That's their terminology apparently, keep the head on. I want to pop, I want to come and pop your blisters, baby. Oh, okay, love. You got any more? <laughs> well, you know. Don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm scared to look. <laughs> but are you alright now? Well, yeah, I, I, they let me home. I was in there for a week. They let me home oh. Friday. I got home. I can't. The stairs are a bit negotiable. But, um, it's just like at the bottom of my feet. Like, it's like I say, my feet are swollen to, you wouldn't believe, as tight as you like. It's like the earth going through my feet every time I try and stand up. It's like on fire. No, she described it as um, having a house fire and having 50% food we've burned. Well, Sarah, what, what can we do to make you feel better? Get your shade going back on at Luton. Because I do you know what made me call you today, actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was four years ago. Yeah, I know. It came up on my Facebook uh, memories today, a picture of me and my friend kissing you on the cheek. Oh, hello. Where was uh, that? In Luton at the Grove Theatre. Oh, that was that was the Ian Lee versus Radio. You came to that, did you? Yeah. Well, we're trying to. Me I'm the James Lyle. I was a James Lyle fan. I remember you. I do remember you. Me and Catherine are trying to get in there, but they're not. They they want us to go there and do a show at the Luton Library Theatre, but they've not given us a date yet. But we're hoping to come and do a show there. And if we don't go there, we'll go back to the Bear Club that we've been to a few times. Oh, definitely. Yeah. All right. And if you, if you come and you still got blisters, you got to come up on stage and you got to let me pop those blisters with my teeth. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me drink your juice. Flipping it, man. Oh, Jesus wept. This is <laughs> <not> <laughs> <hard>. <laughs> Sarah, thank you very much. We'll let you know. We want to come back to Luton to the Library Theatre because it's a good venue. Yeah. They just haven't given us a date yet. And, and what a story. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, big up the L&D. 0344 Dreamweaver and Morgan. Wow, it's all happening here on Talk Radio. Late night conversation, wealth losing sleep. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Morgan. Hello, guys. How's it going? Thank you very much for having me on. Thanks. How are you? And, uh, gosh, well, look at that! Look at that burst of energy there, Morgan. I've got energy. I, uh, I've just come from a lovely holiday abroad at uh, my cousin's wedding. So I've had an absolutely fantastic time. Um, now, where I, did they get married? It was uh, it was south of France, near Nice. And how much did that cost you? Oh, oh yo, you don't want to know. You exactly. Don't know, People who get married abroad should pay for those that go out there. 
Well, they gave us a couple of things free. They got, they got us one drink when we got there, but that was about it. No! <laughs> that's, honestly, so I think it's the biggest rip. Oh, yeah, we're getting married. Oh, that's great. We'd love you to be there. Of course we'll be there. It's in June. Are you, can you do, June, we, we will make it work. Where are you getting married? Oh, Portugal. Excuse me, sorry, what? Yeah, <laughs> we, we thought we'd do it abroad. Was, well, hang on a minute. So I got to take a week off work. I got to use up my holiday and I got to come to Portugal and hang out. Nah, mate. I'm I know it's off, but but it was it was all right because you know there was family and stuff, and we got we got a few drinks. My nan was there, and and my aunties and stuff. So it was nice to get all, get all the family together. But um, I'm I'm we're, we're heading back now. We we just uh, landed in the airport, and I'm with my uh, brother Jack, and we're driving back home to Pontypridd actually. And uh, the reason I wanted to I got, can I just tell you, can I just tell you Morgan right? Absolutely. <laughs> now you may be Welsh, right? Yep. That's the worst Welsh accent I've ever heard in my life. Now, if you're genuinely Welsh, which you may well be, and I kind of believe that you might be, why is your accent so bad? You think my accent's bad? It's not. It's from Ponty. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's the connection. I've moved around a bit. I live in like I live in um, Bristol now, so maybe it's just from that or sort of stuff. Maybe, maybe. Okay. But. No, it's, I, 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 I don't know, but I, maybe it's the connection or something, but, um, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, my accent. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Okay, go on, what you got? So, I, I, I was listening to what you were saying about being lost at the minute. Um, I'm currently a medical student. I was going to sort of try and help with your last call, actually, but I'm only in my second year, so I don't know much about it. But, um, I'm in my, I'm, I'm trying to be a doctor, but if I'm honest, I'm not sure I want to do it, and I feel kind of, I feel like I don't. I don't want to drop out, but I'm. I'm having some problems about whether I'm committed enough to it. Right. And I wondered whether you guys have ever had similar doubts about your careers, and and whether there's, <laughs> you know, any advice you could give me about that. <laughs> How old are you, Morgan? I'm 21. What year were you born? 1998. <laughs> Why are you asking? Yeah, why are you asking me? No, what I mean, year why I'm are you born? asking? Why are you asking? Eight. Nineteen ninety-eight. Yeah, that's that's how you say it if you're sure. Is it? Yeah, September the eleventh, nineteen ninety-eight. September the eleventh, eh? Gosh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes. Okay. Let's let's just take this at face value. Yes, I did. I, I've had a, I had a lot of doubts about being a doctor, and so I did drop out of medical. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you want to be a doctor? I mean, I don't know. All right, let's just go with it. Let's let's assume this is real. Why did you want to be a doctor? Guys, can I can I be honest with you? I I am I am putting on an accent, but only because I'm worried about confidentiality. That's, that's Are you going to tell reason. us about patients? No, I'm not. But I just I I don't want you know other people knowing who I am when I ring up. Do, do you know what I'm saying? I'm being worried about. You just told us about your brother getting married in Portugal. I was France. France. It was France. South of France. You south just, of France. You just told us about your brother getting married in the south of France. Is that not going to give away your identity a little bit? Oh, ab- absolutely not. Absolutely not. Everyone's brother gets married there. But um, um, a- a- everything about being a medical student is all absolutely true. And I am having these worries and stuff, but I am just worried about, I, I, maybe it was a bit silly, but I don't want people to recognise my right, voice okay. on the radio. I always have doubts about my career. I want to jack this in all the time. I'm having, here's where my head is at at the moment with this show, right? I, I, I would, I would love to, I would love to, I would love to, uh, 
move this show from Monday to Friday and move it Friday to Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'd love to because I think the show would benefit. I think my mental health would benefit. The two concerns I have are that's a 40% cut in my salary, which is I, I would struggle to swallow at the moment. And also I feel, and she's told me that I don't have one, but I feel a responsibility for Catherine. Um, and yep. for Catherine's job and Catherine's money and stuff. And also, I don't know if my bosses would accept it. But so, but if, 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 if money were not a, a problem and, and Catherine were not a problem, or that came out wrong, I would be phoning up my boss tomorrow saying, can we move to Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays, please? And, yep. and I've questioned whether I want to be in show business. I don't, I, yeah, I question it every single day, Morgan. What, what do you think you would do if you weren't in show business, Ian? I'd be a primary school teacher. Oh, okay, interesting. Why, why, uh, did you, were you trained as a no. primary school teacher? I didn't know that. No, no, I wasn't. I just, I'm just, I'm brilliant. Kath can vouch for this. I'm brilliant with kids between the ages of five and nine. Once they get into tens and elevens, <laughs> I lose it. But between five and nine, yeah. I am brilliant with kids. And, and I know teaching is, and I've, I've spoken to a lot of teachers about this, that it's actually, it's a lot harder than that now. Even for primary school teachers, it's about targets and the actual, you, you don't get to teach as much as you like. It's, I know all of that, but that's, yeah, that's what I do. Okay. And did, but do you think it's like just the case of the grass being green on the other side? The, the glass? The grass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, probably. I think there is definitely an element of that. I, I, I have to accept my curse is that this is the only thing I'm good at is talking rubbish to, um, fake Welsh people for three hours, um, a night. Yeah, but it's, it's a skill. It's a skill. I, you know, I listen to you every night. I've, I recently got a radio and I started listening late into night when I haven't been sleeping and stuff. And you can't say it's talking rubbish. I think it's, oh, you no, know, it's I, I don't, advice. I don't think I did say it's total rubbish, but, um, so what, so what are you going to do then? Because well, well, yeah. how, how long how long is your training? How many years? So it's, it's about six years in total. Yeah. Um, and then you got to do a few other foundation years after. But six years at uni, as it were. But I'm I'm a bit of a fitness buff. I like I quite like to be a personal trainer. Like I do I sort of do it on the part time stuff. I've done a few spin classes on my gappy and stuff. Like I ran them. Yeah. And stuff like that. But I'm quite worried because it's quite obviously quite different to. Training to be a doctor, yeah. But um, I, I, I think it, I sort of feel like I've let myself down, let my parents down, let my friends down. If I went, to, not, 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 um, no disrespect to people who like being gym, you know, personal trainers, that kind of stuff. But it's just, it it's feels not, like I've let not, my parents down. It doesn't have the same social standing as being a doctor, does it? Absolutely. That's, I think that's one. Um, yeah. uh, I get the parents thing. And it's really easy for me, a 46-year-old man, to say to a, I think you said you're a 21-year-old man, um, how you feel is more important than how your parents feel when it comes to career. Yeah. You're going to be stuck with this. If you choose to be a doctor, you're, you're in for the next 50 years, right? Yeah. Your parents ain't going to be around for the next 50 years. You're the one that's going to have to go in each morning and just think, I, I don't like this. This is not what I want to do. I want to be in the gym telling people to drop and give me 10. Um, yeah. <laughs> you've got to live with yourself, man. You've got, you've got to live with yourself. Your parents haven't. Your parents can be disappointed, but surely all parents just want their kids to be happy, isn't it? I think, I think that's right. And I think, you know, I think they'd be disappointed. I think it's just hard to get over that, but I think they'd be disappointed if I didn't choose yep. what made me happy, I think. As a parent of two boys, 
I had a row with my mother-in-law about this once. And I said, look, if we're talking about careers and stuff. And I said, if the boys, if the boys want to be bus drivers, right? First thing that yeah. popped into my head, I don't, no disrespect. I said, if the boys want to be bus drivers. If they're happy being bus drivers, I'd rather that than, funnily enough, um, than being unhappy as doctors because there's, there's, yeah. there's doctors in our fam- in their family. And we had a bit of an argument about it going, no, 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 no. They, 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 I said, it's not about money. I said, it's not about social standing. It's about what makes them happy. And if that, if they are happier doing that, gosh, I'm answering my own question. If they're happier doing that than being a doctor, then I would love and support them doing that. I want my boys to be happy. And I think your parents want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. I, I think they would as well. They're just, I think they're quite maybe old fashioned and stuff. They yeah. believe in sort of professional stuff. And, and that's fine. And, I, I, you know, I do enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I love being, learning about medicine and stuff, but I guess there's just always that doubt nagging at the back of my mind. Oh, I know what you mean about that doubt, yeah. And, yeah, and, uh, yeah, like what you, you mentioned it just before I called. And I think people, maybe people are getting it more nowadays, but, yeah. um, right. it's certainly something I've been struggling with recently. Morgan, so. Morgan, um, thank you for, um, being a good sport. Thank you for putting up with mine and Catherine's intense disbelief of you. That's I, absolutely fine. I believe that, you that, now. Thank you, thank you for, you know, yeah, give believing a, me and give stuff. Give us a call again chat. and we'll have another chat and let us know if you're thinking shifting anyway, because I think it will resonate with a lot of people. Lovely stuff, thank you so much, thank guys. You, mate. That's, that's too bad, thank you, bye-bye. Take care, bye-bye. I mean, I'm like, I'm like 65% convinced he was genuine. Yeah. I liked him, though, I liked him. There was no gag, no pain. Exactly, if there was a, if it was a prank, there was no punchline, so, um, fair enough. Mandrake says, is flipping Kath okay? It's on Twitter. I haven't seen a cute cat picture tweeted for over an hour. You all right, Kath? Up yours. <laughs> the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways well, that I'm we not can talk. to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with Farrah. I've never been with anything less than a man. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone fast with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star I've never spent much time in school But I taught ladies plenty It's true I hire my body out for pay Hey, hey I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge Or Tarzan from a vine Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That makes Eastwood look so fine
You got you got one and a half songs there because I was doing a little I was punking, I um I punked all over um Catherine. We tried. We we do this little thing where we hide from each other and we're both in our forties. Yeah, we call it catoing. We cato where we hide together <laughs> and jump out on each other. And I was hiding in the um the little studio bit there, waiting for you to come in, and you're obviously having a big dump and it took you a long time to come in to the studio it takes as long as it takes mate ah oh three four 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 nine nine um uh um please that's uh, okay yeah okay well why is okay well, I, <laughs> why why is someone just made up a twitter account and all he does is follow Kevin O'Sullivan and Matthew Wright. He's only just joined today. Right. He's got a stock photo and he's tweeted me that he really likes the show. I tell you what, let, I can sort this out. I'm going to help you. Blocked. <laughs> Blocked. How strange. <laughs> Block your weirdo. Go, go and set up your own, your own, go, just go away. I'm <laughs> not playing your silly games. Dreamweaver. Hello. Is it is it all right to say good morning, or is it still? Good? I don't like saying good morning I, until I've had a sleep. No, that's it. I haven't slept yet. So, mm. so good evening, both of you. How are you doing? I don't really. I'm feeling lost. I'm feeling lost and bewildered. But apart from that, I'm great. Well, making I, I, really I, good, I, making really good progress on GTA V, by the way. Did my first heist. Did my first heist, and then it cuts to a character who I've never heard the c word thrown around so often. In a game. I know, and someone had his head stamped upon. I By noticed. the C-word man. Yeah. And, and today... I'm are they allowed to, to do that? Yes, they are. And today I've blagged the Thanks. new Call of Duty game. So I'm living... I'm, I'm all right, actually. Thank you very much for asking. I've never played a game in my life. Shut Is that bad up. Or... Really? Really? Well, I say that. I used to play an arcade game in the early 80s. Okay, so you lied. You, you, play... you lied to us. Well, no. It's just... It, uh, yeah, yeah, I suppose. Asteroids. Yeah, it's a great game. Space Invaders, which was great, and I bought one of these ones that you sit down, you get one person sitting on the other side, and you've got a big yeah. glass screen. Tabletop. I bought one of those, but, but apart from that, nothing really. Tabletop. <laughs> yeah, that was it, yeah. We used yeah. to get them in the army camps in, in the in the officers' mess and that, yeah. Oh, okay. Um... So, yeah, I've been, I've been down for the last two weeks. Come can on. I just, sorry, can I, sorry to interrupt. Um, Pete, Pete, um, I, we, we made, a, I made an executive decision. Pete... Yeah, if you're listening, Pete, you are our apprentice correspondent, I've decided. Um, we've not yet had your apprentice correspondent update, and we would like it, please. Yes. 0344-499-1000. The deadline has uh, passed. Yeah, so Pete, pick up the phone, and um, let's have a moan. Dreammover, sorry, mate, you were saying something quite important. Go on. I, ha- I have picked up three big pocketfuls of huge chestnuts since I've been talking to you guys. I've, I'm up past a monastery, and I'm just picking up... W- Chest, uh, uh, sweet chestnuts. I'm looking at Catherine's chestnuts no, right now. Wow. Doing <laughs> business. Um, well, that's wonderful. Yeah, it's quite pleasant, actually. It's just a bit of a drizzle in the air. Yeah. But I've been, you were talking earlier on about the last two weeks. 
I, I, I've been, I was indoors up until last Tuesday about three o'clock in the morning. Mm. I was in this fix where I couldn't even get outside of my room. I couldn't go out. I could do it very late at night when there's no one else around. I should go off for a bike ride and stuff. But for nearly two weeks, that was happening. And Tuesday, it felt like it just disattached from me. And I was asked tonight after meditation whether I've ever had a... What do they do when they get rid of something? Like, they they take something out of you, you know. An exorcism. (laughs) An exorcism, yeah, that's it, Catherine. And and I said no, and so they're going to sort that out for me, which is nice. Oh, hang on, who are the Catholics? Because <laughs> no. they're the only ones that are allowed to do it, the Catholics. <laughs> are they? Oh, okay, I didn't know about this that. This cup I smells heard. of coffee. I'm drinking water from a cup that smells of coffee. Shoot me now. Ew. That's not good, is it? No, no, that's fine. Coffee I'm fine. Water. I'm fine. <laughs> so, who, who's going who's gonna, to, um, escapo- es- what's it, uh, exercise you? Well, I don't know. It's the lady of the house of the man is, is going to, to right. find somebody that she knows. Right. So, so she's a bit tired, so I didn't feel like asking her too much detail about it. But, uh, but, she's, but she's going to be um, evacuating spirits from your body, apparently, so you, I think you should ask yeah. some questions. They might. Oh, definitely tomorrow, yes. Yes. I think she's been through a lot of this stuff. I think she knows quite a lot of people yeah. through stuff, you know. She's, she's, she's a well-known lady, but she, it's lovely. You know, I think she's... She's got knowledge on stuff, and, you know, she's, she's, yeah. And, and it's all very helpful. But I don't know what it was that was attached to me. I don't, that's how I feel. I, I was, I was being, I, I was in my room, and I had to sort of go to the toilet in there and then take it out, and, but that's quite normal sometimes. So you're thinking, you're thinking it was a, it was a demon? It was something that felt like, because it just, it just disattached from me. It just went, and I just felt like a right. Cause, and cause, I went outside, and I've been working all week, and it's been great. Because I, you know, well, I don't, I don't believe in demons. I believe no. in mental health and science and fact. Yeah, and yeah. Um, one has to wonder whether it was a demon, or whether it was, it was like a little mental health wibble. Well, I've had I've had mental health stuff, but but this is a. This felt like it could have been a demon, you know, I could have been demon Oh, in that case, fine. Oh, in that case, it was a, fi- it was a demon. It, you, it felt but, that one, and then you Well, were... I don't know. It was something else. It wasn't, it wasn't me, you know. I, I came out once, and I spoke to people about it, and I had to go back in again. Okay. I couldn't do my meditation. No. It was a one-weekly thing. Who are these people you're meditating with that are recommending exorcisms? Who, who are they? Oh, well, it's, it's only a regular group, and we get a few monks... Well, training monks that come in sometimes. It sounds very dodgy. I live next door to a monastery. Oh, well, well, it's a lovely roundhouse. It's got a garden on it. Um, It's got a roof garden, and it's all round, and it's beautiful. It's all candlelit. It's got nice... But you're feeling all right now, are you? I'm feeling on top of the world now, but but I don't know what it was, and and I couldn't put my finger on it. I couldn't say it was one thing. I mean, it's a big old universe, isn't it? It's a huge universe. I, there's so much happening at the moment, and talking about the Brexit and, and the, the, the one-stop thing, you know, the, the pop-up uh, news, I heard that today, I thought it was great. I you think know? it's brilliant, and, and it I wish, and we, we've been, here's the thing, me and Catherine have been flying the no-Brexit flag for, for years, right, and then we've been shouting it really loudly for months. 
and our bosses have not got behind it and gone, this is great what you are doing, this is bold what no. you are doing, this is different what you're doing. In fact, they've said, yeah, sometimes <laughs> you got, hang on, they said, sometimes you've got to talk about Brexit. And I really yeah. wish they'd get behind us and go, you know, you were right, Sky are co copying you, let's get behind this, let's really promote this show as the Brexit free zone. But they won't. <sighs> See, you being a primary school teacher got my head thinking. You're like a you're like a teacher for for a primary school teacher for all of us children because we're all ch you've got all these children. Out here. I'm sorry, you've got more children than just I, a few. I'm I sorry. Like, <laughs> I like I like you. Oh, Dreamweaver, do you recognise this music? Oh, goodness me. Yes, do you, I do. What is it? I couldn't tell you. I'm sorry. It's the Apprentice theme. It means we got to go, Dreamweaver. It's time. For our apprentice theme update with Pete. With Pete. Pete joins us on the line now. Good evening, Pete. Hello, you rang. Congratulations. You are it was a tough fought competition. But you Well, we did it for a week. We were supposed to do it for twenty weeks, but I we found the apprentice early. You when you know you know are the apprentice if correspondent. Only they would do that on the show. <laughs> You are the apprentice correspondent, Pete, and I tell you why I chose Pete, because people will be going, well, it's not fair, I want to be chosen. I chose Pete because he joined me on a Twitch stream earlier on, and he just happened to say, quote, all joking aside, I'm finding it really hard to get excited by The Apprentice this year. In fact, I'm a little bit bored by it. That's why Pete is this year's Apprentice correspondent, oh. out of pure spite on our part. So, Pete, welcome. How do you feel about the new the new gig? Um, I, I feel great. I think I'm really going to step up to the challenge on this one. Okay, this is this is what we like. A broken man. <laughs> 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 Let's have your update, please, Pete. Okay, I've been trying to remember while I've been on waiting to come on. Um, Flipping egg. So it was about toys last night, and what what I can say for sure is they have got the team names, and I did remember those. What are the team names? Uh, team Empower, which I remember because it sounded like N Power. Well, this is what I thought they were saying, N Power. I thought, why would you name it after an elect electricity company? Well, they named the other team after the UK's biggest trade union, Unison. So yeah. When will they learn? Yeah, They've got to give it something potent, like uh, they should be called like Thrust and Swelling. <laughs> Proceed. Pete doesn't like your sense of humour. He doesn't like the show. He doesn't. Pete, continue. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So they 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 have to make a toy, and <laughs> one of them made it. That's your nuts. One of them made a cockney turtle, which my one-year-old niece would struggle to find challenging. Yeah. But the voice uh, was the sweet on it, wasn't it? No, well, it was that. That, that cockney bloke is like, oh, all right, I'm a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> and they sold how many um, uh, of the turtle? Uh, loads. Oh, hang on, no, none, Jeez. none. Okay, all right, these are basics. And the other team made. Um, not much more. No, they made none. They made a. Profit. There's no the difference between made and sold. What? They made a U... Turn. They made a uni... 
Oh, yeah. oh, sorry. You, were t- I thought you had, you'd skipped it. Uh, yeah, um, they made a unicorn which had a little vial of slime with it. A thimble of slime. <laughs> it was the tiniest amount of slime. That's what I've every ever child seen. wants. I mean, I don't know what the link between unicorn and slime is in the first place. I make more than that every morning before yeah. I get out of bed. Get it, at, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they sold two thousand units. Which is quite a lot, yeah. Yep, okay. Well, it's not really, is it? Okay, and who got voted out? Um, according to the sun, it was Suleiman. No, Solomon. Well, gonna have to ask you, Pete, if you are gonna keep this job to be ever so slightly less racist, if that's possible, please. Well, it's spelled S-O-U-L-E-Y-M-A-N. Solomon. Solomon, I would pronounce that as, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if, you'd have watched it, if you'd have watched it, you'd have known how they pronounce his name. By the way, best noise I... ever. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Pete, I'm going to give you two out of ten for that, but you are contractually obliged to give us an update every week, even next week when we're not on. Yep, more of this next week. Thank Definitely. you very much, Peter. There we go. It's a feature I'm regretting already, but um, I'm just do it, doing it just to spite the man. I, I can't stand him. Exactly. Let's put him through it. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Gosh. Um, I didn't see that. Let me take this call. Uh, okay. Evening, Gavin. Oh, good evening, Dean. How are you? Oh, it's a day. Okay, it's fine. I'm fine, Gavin. Are you anywhere near the phone, Gavin? Uh, yeah, I am. I'm okay. on my mobile. Okay, um, I thought it was other Gavin. Okay, you see, it's a little bit quiet there, Gav, that's all. Oh, I'm sorry, is that better? That's much better, Gavin. Yes, is thank that you. Is better? Long t- yeah, uh, yeah. Long time listener, first time caller? Yep. Uh, oh, I haven't listened for a little while. I'm a bit behind. I'm on the, I'm on the podcast. Okay, so a short-term listener... First time caller. Yeah, I'm up to uh, Absolute Radio. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. You've got a little bit of catch up. You're playing catch up in. What show is this, Gavin? You're playing catch up in the two zone. Going for gold? Yeah, it was going for gold. Yeah, well done, Henry Kelly. You're playing catch up in the two zone now. Oh, the heat's on. The time is right. The time, the the multitude to get to get it right when you're going for gold, going for gold. I feel like we've lost the thread of the call a little bit there. Oh, well, you play catch up in the two zone there. <laughs> Gavin, speak into the phone, mate, and and decide in an accent. Okay, I'm so sorry. Is that any better? In, in as much as we can hear you, yes, but also in as much as we can hear you, no. Okay, so, um, you threw out a question back in the absolute days, and it was, how do you know, and when did you know, can you remember, can you remember the question? Mm, that you had a penis? How did you know, and when did you know, that you're not racist? Not racist? That how you're not you, racist. How did you know? God, I was good back then. How did yeah, you know yeah. and when did you know you were not racist? Okay. Um, Please speak been, into the phone, Gavin. It's been burning away at me and I've been desperate to call. 
Okay. And I'm a little bit behind. It's ten years ago. Um, so, yes. Um, I knew that I wasn't racist oh, when the first... <laughs> I've got my hand on the dump button and the fader. We're okay, guys. We can get through this together. family moved and four brothers and two sisters yes. moved into my school. That they moved okay. into your school? They moved, we had our first non-white kids in my school. Why did they live like in the school? Couldn't they afford a uh, house? Ian. Gavin? Also, the entitlement, your school, was it? <laughs> our school was all white, and these were the first... Please talk boys. into the phone, Gavin! I'm holding it right where a blood of What are you doing? What are you doing? I was lying on the bed. I just had a bath. Sit up! Put your mouth near the hole. I'm sure you're used to that. So, I knew that I wasn't right. There you go. When at lunchtime, they had... They... Don't dump me. Bear with me. I know what I'm... I'm, I'm not going to be offensive. Okay. You're not going to get sued. Um, <laughs> I'll be was... the judge of that. <laughs> when oh god there was fights in the playground and it was whiteies against blackies okay what? well don't say don't say don't okay don't say that that's, that's what it was called in 1979 yeah, i know but there were lots of things that were, were called things okay. in 1979 that we don't say now so I let's knew, not say that that's not very I knew nice that I, I knew that i wasn't racist because i went on the side, the side of the, the, we're not in rest team. Okay. Yeah. That's a great call, Gavin. Thank you so much for that. God. I really feel that we've, um, we've got an insight into that. If I did ask that question, I really regret, I really regret asking it. You read what you sow. You do, you do don't Years you? Years later. Don't you? You think you got away with it? Yeah. I, I didn't. So if anyone was offended by that language there, he was, he was just using the, the phraseology that was common in his school at the time. I believe that, but I can understand how that could be offensive to some. So, uh, to many. So apologies, uh, for that. 0344-499-1000. Let's go to Simsy. Hello, you two. Hello, sexy <coughs> Simsy. Oh, that's a lovely title. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. What can I do for you? Well, you kept me on hold then for a, for an awful, um, apprentice bulletin and uh, racist. So there you go. <laughs> he makes a good um, point. And you still yeah, don't get yeah. your mouth near the hole. <laughs> My mouth is very near the hole. I'll have you know. Is Keep it, it there? Uh, what is going on? Everyone sounds like they're calling us from the 1950s. Well, let me tell you where I am. Go I on, am in Reading Services. Ah, uh, uh, it is like the 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> Having just come out of the Hammersmith Apollo watching the Divine Comedy. Oh, mate. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was brilliant. Of course it Absolutely was. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, but a great night. How does, um, how does such a, like a short, slight gentleman get such a booming, powerful voice out of that tiny frame? How do you know what I look like? Yay! Oh, Hannon. Right, 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 right. How does he yeah, do he's it? Amazing. He's amazing. Brilliant. He is brilliant. And I want Can I be your divine comedy correspondent? Or oh, uh, with great <laughs> pleasure, Simsy. Yes. Yes, man. You're in. All right, hang on a second. Well, let's, um... Hang on, here we go. It's time... Shout out, shut your face. It's time for our, um... You made me muff it up now, you absolute pudding. Right, start again. It's time for our Divine Comedy Correspondent Update with... Simsy. With... Simsy. 
well, what a wonderful gig I've been to. The Divine Comedy was awesome. Um, I would go through all the set lists, but I can't remember it right now because I'm on cloud nine, but I'm sure it's going to get a five-star review tomorrow. There you go. That was the Divine, Correspo- Divine Comedy Correspondent update told in the style of Jack and Nori with... Simsy. With... Simsy. Thank you, Simsy. You got the gig. I'm envious. I, 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 I'm envious is all I can say. Good evening, George. Good evening, Ian, Kath. What can we do for you tonight, George? I woke up, I heard you asking the question, is there something in the air? And uh, <sighs> I'm really happy to... Talk some bollocks to us. Here we go. It, hear that your your mind is is really being taken into the mystic and and uh, and y- y- you are becoming a, a spacist well it's not a wholly pleasant if you'd have listened properly you'd have heard it's not a wholly pleasant sensation it will be it will be it's, he, he's uh, ian is communicating with his higher self and doesn't realize it but uh Today is, you know, I'm into numerology, and today the numbers add up to 22. So four. And, uh, uh, well, that's four, and that yeah. goes back to one. And as I well, said to you... Hang on, how does four go to one? Uh, because there are three lines of numbers. Oh, come on, I man. know, two Vs, and then it turns into two, two birds. No, there's, there's three lines of numbers, and uh, one starts off with number one. Well, actually, it feels really bad laughing at, uh, at you, George, because maybe I'm laughing at someone with a mental illness, but my God, this is such bollocks. What is? <laughs> that a four goes into a one because of the lines. Uh, well, it all comes down to numbers, and oh, yeah. uh, 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 everything is about numerology. <laughs> numerology. <Or not. laughs> why? Why are you so? Because <laughs> numerology is nonsense. It's not nonsense. Oh, okay. Uh, every, every, I've got every, more faith in I got more faith in Christianity than in numerology. Yeah, but and they're both nonsense. No, they're not. Oh. It's, it's, it's the, the clue is in the book of Revelation where it talks about the number 666. Oh, okay. And that is the number of Jesus Christ, the, 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 the beast in, in, in Revelation. Came down from heaven on a Yamaha. Did a skid, killed a kid, and bashed his nuts on a dustbin lid. No, no, you, you are. Hilarious. You, you are becoming. You, yes, George. You are becoming a spacist, and 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 uh, it's it's amusing, and I, I like Simsy, your divine comedy correspondent. Now, oh. um, yeah. I'm I'm still looking for a role, but I'm not sure what what, what correspondent I'd I'd like to be, I, I, okay. Ian, but but. Uh, I think these are very exciting times. I, I, I'm quite convinced it is all going to lead up to oh, no, our islands joining don't together. Say don't say it. Sorry? Don't say it. Why not say it? Because it's the same old rubbish every single time. Why do you say that? Because... You're speaking to a genuine mystic. You're speaking to someone who who 43 years ago... Stopped taking acid or took some acid. No, I I wasn't on... Had a breakdown and had mental illness and was hearing voices and had the voices for a long time and then they stopped. Yeah, I know. Five months, 
five months of very mystical experiences in which I was guided to read the Bible and to understand what the Bible is saying. But but you saying it in a slightly more aggressive manner doesn't stop it sounding like nonsense and doesn't... No, you're not listening. You you, you don't listen. I've listened. I've listened every single time you've told me that story. Every single time. And and you, you... you, th- you think I had some sort of mental I- illness that suddenly stopped and, and uh, I, I have heard a book. I don't think it stopped. I don't think it stopped, judging uh, by uh, this call. No, I don't think it stopped. No. I haven't heard I think a vo- it changed. I haven't heard a voice in my head since January the 7th, 1977, the fact Ian. That you, the, f- the fact that you remember the date implies there's something not right with that. Why is it not right? It was the end of an experience. I was there. I judge, I judge, I judge. I don't believe in spirits. I don't believe in um, people communicating with the dead. I don't believe in voices. I don't believe in possession. I don't believe any of that stuff. But you will do. No, I won't, mate. Please don't tell me what I will. I'm, I'm telling you. That okay, George, you're, uh, there's your arrogance. Again, well, uh, that we've it's talked not, about. It's not arrogant. It is arrogant when you tell someone that what when you tell someone what will happen to them and they go, you no, will wake up It's arrogant when point. you don't let someone finish a sentence as well. You will be woken up at some point oh, soon. Oh, well, I wish you'd be put to sleep. Um, okay, George, sure, yeah, whatever, great, thank you. What, what do I, what's the code word to get this phone call to end quicker? Do I, do I disagree with you or do I agree with you? Or what, what do I do to get this to end quicker? This is the late night alternative. I, 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 I had a thought earlier. I think you need to put a, an extra word into your title. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure what it is, but it's uh, an A, an E, an I, an O, or U. A word starting with one of the vowels to go in between the L, N, A. What are you talking about, man? I'm talking about adding a word to no, your... I'm, I'm very happy with the title that me and Catherine have come up with. Thank you. But I think Lena or Lona or... No, no, no. I don't want it to spell anything. I'm really happy with the title that we've got, and TLNA is a hashtag. I'm very, very happy with that. I don't oh. like... I don't like onomatopoeia. I don't like silly... I don't like lazy kind of cheap things. I don't like letters that spell words. So I don't like any of that. Uh, I just... I'm very happy with TLNA, but thank you. Okay. 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 We'll talk again we will. soon, hopefully. Okay. And <laughs> why do you phone? Because you don't like it. I don't like it. No, you're you you you're, you're the only person that sp- speaks to me, or, or almost <laughs> the only person. <laughs> no doubt, I feel sad. I feel bad. Um, even um, Howard last night cut you off. Yeah, he was so rude, and he, he he, he's done that. He's done that to me twice, and he's supposed to be into the mystic, and <laughs> and, and he, he's a total fraud. And, 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 and I like the way he said because I did listen to it. He said, oh, uh, "George, give, give me a call on Sunday show," and you're going, "Well, I, yeah, I try and call on Sunday show, and I never get put through." That's right. That's right. What 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 an idiot! Well, don't call him an idiot. Don't call him an idiot. The man is an idiot. No, 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 no. I can't let you call him an idiot. I can't. I can't let you do that. You are. I, I, that's my opinion. Okay, well, I, I can't, okay, well, that's, that's a rude opinion, and I don't like rude opinion on this show, but it did make me laugh.
Thank you, George. Um, let's go to David. Good evening, David. Good evening. How are you? Uh, I'm all right. You know, what you got? Uh, I'm a new caller to the team. What? Uh, I've never heard anyone say, I'm a new caller to the team. That's not the phrase that pays. (laughs) Oh, dear. The the phrase that pays Uh, is, how long have you been listening for? Uh, my partner introduced me about, uh, six months ago. I'm giving you a long time listener, first time caller. You're in. Uh, that's great news. Uh, he's been listening to, since about 2006. Well, he's not ringing. Oh, retract. Take, take that back. That back, that's gone. No, he, he has rang in the past. He's rung in the past, I think, a long time ago. I think he saw it, he works in theatre, and I think he saw it, your cousin or sister out with tickets in, Australia? No. Oh, New, New Zealand. Zealand. Oh, yeah, okay. New Zealand. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him. Yes, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but uh, I just, I don't know. I, I heard your uh, show the other day, and I was going to call in in the first caller hour, and then we re-listened today while we are out on a walk, and I didn't call back, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to do it tonight. So okay. I'm just calling to say hi. Hey, hey, David, how's, uh, how's life going? It's really good. Uh, life is good. Um, I think listening to you, to you both, uh, I can see where my partner finds a lot of peace. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of other, uh, a lot of other listeners and callers that I completely relate to and, and, and it's really enjoyable listening in. And, uh, I can only thank you both for carrying on and it's lovely. Yeah. So thank, thank you. Thank you, David. I, I don't know if I've got much more to add tonight, and I don't want to hold hold the show up. So, but <laughs> no uh, thank you for adding me to the show. And uh, by the way, yeah. love the guayro, and oh yeah, I like it like that. Been singing that all the time. I like it like that. 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 <laughs> I like it like that. I like it like that. I mean, I could go. <laughs> we get it. You like it. Thank you, David. Nice <laughs> to talk to you. Thank you Thank for the you. call, mate. Bye bye. There we go. <laughs> you had to mention the guayro. Oh, I got the giggles tonight. I don't know why, because nothing funny has happened for the, the last hour and a half. Jeffrey. <laughs> Oh, I'm not sure it's funny. Look, hello, everybody. Lovely. Hello, everybody. Jeffrey's here, guys. That's almost like the end of the Waltons, wasn't it? But I don't want to say goodbye yet, if you don't mind. No, exactly. The, the reason you have heard from me as a radio station three times inside of eight days, which is like more than I would normally consider, like, I don't Are know. Are you a secret shopper? Are you really um, Rebecca Brooks and you're the, no. you're the millionaire undercover boss? No. Yeah, and you, we've treated shopping. you so well, you're going to give us uh, £500,000 each. Oh, oh, it's more than that. I, yeah, I mean, I'm, because I've enjoyed your show so much, and it's like, enriched my life and the life of others so much, so, so it's more than that. And yeah, you can have like, as much as you want, mate. I don't care, it's not my money anyway. Uh, oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's not mine. All right, right Jeffington, so you've called in three times in eight well, days. Wagwan, wagwan. Well, because, right, because... You know, I'm having a mania at the moment, and I'm actually, this is the best I've ever handled a mania in my life. And okay. I'm 45 now, and I've had, like, a fair few guns, man. Like, I mean, there was one where I don't even know what I thought I was, but it wasn't very funny. And uh, I don't know, I think people think that it looks... Jeffrey, like, are you the guy what? that found us, you escaped yeah, from I a am. home? No, 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 man. I'm the guy who spoke to you last week. 
and you, you no. always get what happened. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, no, think, I'm talking no, no. to Jeffrey. Oh, well, Je- right. actually, honestly, I did, but it's not the same one, actually, as it turns out. Hang on, Jeffrey, you're the guy that what? about a year ago you'd walked out of a hospital. No. no. For mania. No. You sure? Yeah, <laughs> I okay. think I'd remember that. Do you remember yeah. that call, Catherine? Yeah, I don't think it was Jeffrey. It wasn't Jeffrey. All right. No. Okay. I apologise. Well, I, I actually, I know the call you're talking about, and it got a little bit complicated because the guy kept Isn't calling it? back. and Yeah, Isn't he it? was still in there, I think, and it was very complex. Very and, complex situation. Yeah. Well, again, this is why I uh, wouldn't want your job. But, you I mean, it's a good job, job, but I said, no, mate, who's going to give it me? I'll fight you for it. Yeah, but <laughs> only if it's like, <laughs> you know, I'm the guy that says that I come to Manchester with my daughter, right? <laughs> do you remember? This I whole do remember, yeah, I do yeah, remember. Yeah, right, that, right. Yeah. So when we went to that show, it was really, we loved it, man. We loved it. And like, you. no, no, we're fans, you know, you know. Um, but um, there was this guy, and he was like... Everything you said, like, if you threw someone out of the audience, his answer was every time. I, it was something like child slavery or something. It was fairly stupid. Child slavery? It was just, no. What? Slavery. Oh, child slavery. slavery. Oh, yeah, okay. he kept okay. everything. You know, like, if you said, oh, you know, give me a topic for a song, that was, that was what he was going to say. Okay. But you ended up, like, having this sort of armpit wrestle. Like, you both, like... Took your shirts off and oh, yeah, like, remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. You remember you just go horny. right into horny show. Sometimes the show gets horny. What are you going to do? You've got to go with it. No, no, man, you've got to go with it. It wasn't like go I mean, if it. anything, if anything real, like serious happened, it happened after the show, and no one saw it. So exactly, like, you know, it's in the privacy exactly, of my Airbnb. <laughs> nice, clean, fun, right? Yes, but man. That's all right. <laughs> Jeffrey, how and long you know, been? Um, <laughs> how long you been manic this time? Oh, do you know, it's been a while, but the only reason is because, right? Yeah. I mean, I can feel it, like, I mean, you know, when, you can feel it coming, you know, so, two months before it happens, I'm not, I'm at the doctor's saying, I need to see someone, you know. So, at this point, six months later, it just gets the point where if I'm lucky, (laughs) in a couple of weeks, I might actually do something useful. But I doubt it, mate. Are you able? Are what? you are you able to? Because Spike Milligan would was was. Mm, I like that man. Yeah. Yes, well, he was what we call manic depressive bipolar. He would uh-huh, have these incredible uh-huh. highs and these incredible uh-huh. lows. But during the incredible highs, he yeah. would just write and write and write and write and write uh-huh. and write and write. Uh-huh. Are you able to to do anything creative or constructive um, with your high okay. energy? I mean, it's always. I mean, I'm not surprised that you forget, but we do actually have quite a long conversation about the fact that I've just, like, finished a, I don't know, 80,000-word novel that... Yeah. Uh, you know, I finished that, and I was just... It needs a final proof, but I needed, like, a break and some food and some sleep before I come back to that again, because, yeah, it is like that, but I know if I just keep carrying on and... Yeah, and how well, long do you like, think this is going to go on for? Typically, a mania... I can run out in about three to six months if no one like messes me up too much. Oh. It depends. It depends how many legs get stuck in front of my feet at the end of the day. Yeah. If if it's like fairly easy and like no one really goes out of the way to make it too difficult then and they actually give me any of the help or just like maybe one thing, you know. Do you ever get into trouble when you're manic? Do uh, really um Yes, you know, I have done, yeah. But not like because I'm a criminal or no. because I wanted to hurt anyone, no. but because after a while, sometimes you've just, and I've learnt it now, like what I do is, like, if I'm talking to a stranger, I restrict it to like about four minutes, man. I reckon if I'm there longer than four minutes, that's enough for me. I don't want to see him again. 
nothing. Yeah. But I enjoyed that. Do you know what I mean? I enjoyed that four minutes and they didn't know, but I know damn well if I'm still in four hours, I'm either drunk or a broken nose or I'm in an ambulance or ears. Mm. But that is just, it's not me. It just means that I will just sit there and we will drink stupider and stupider and get, mm-hmm. you know, we'll just, we'll go there, man. <laughs> and I, you know, Are you going to sleep tonight? <laughs> oh, sh- well, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. So you sleep I mean, every night? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. How do you how do you get down? How do you relax enough to sleep? Because you're you know you're talking oh. you're you're talking very very fast right now. You know yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and like I mean, all right, I'm going to slow it down for you then. No, you don't have to. I'm not. It wasn't well, a criticism. I mean, it was. I just wondered if you them. were aware that you were speaking very fast. I am. I'm aware that this is always on the clock, right? So at some point you're going to say, right, we've got to go to an ad. So I could either say, like, a little bit, really. You know what I mean? I could just, like, get on with it. If you can take it and process the information, then, and you can, plainly. And um, I would imagine, from what I've heard of your listeners and callers, that almost all of them, if not all of them, would be able to follow this. Yeah, but that wasn't wasn't the thing. I I was asking specifically if you were aware that that's what you oh. were doing. I wondered what your yeah. awareness oh, yeah, of yeah. how others, uh, uh, of how you're presenting yourself. I wondered what your awareness of that was. Yeah, yeah. I make sure I talk to people that sort of know me. Steady, sorry, steady, sorry, steady, sorry, steady. sorry. It nearly did. That's really sorry. That's all right. Don't worry, um, we got it. Sorry, um, but um, yeah, just like um, I just basically, if someone, and I mean, literally, we're talking two people and two doctors, I will allow to say this to me, and anyone else. I mean, if you ain't got a PhD or any, well, like to say, if you think, you know, like I'm really ill, then you know you need to tell me. This is not my children, my sisters, people that are close to me. You know, so you know, give them that right. But I tell you, who else does tell me that? Yeah, you're talking too fast. Slow down a bit. All right, all right. Well, you've often said call Samaritans. Yeah. You know, and I, I frequently do. Okay, I frequently good. do. All right, Jeffrey, listen, I'm going to have to go because I'm late for the ads. Exactly, that's why I talk quick, mate. Yeah, you got it all in, you got it all out, big Jeff. Thank you, mate. Look after yourself. Um, 0344 499 1000, this is Talk Radio. Jacked up jive talk for janitors, jazz cats, and gin soaked boys and girls. Jacques Commando. <laughs> if you're a weak. You're a welcome. I've got five cactus needles stuck in my... The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Mm, it's a lot to think about, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, imagine all that, that uh, artificial energy. Someone, this is not in any way... Well, it is connected, but I'm not suggesting for a second that, that um, Jeffrey is on cocaine. Of course he's not. But I saw a great... Or maybe I heard it in a meeting or, or read it or something. Uh, it's in a book. So I can't remember whose book it is, but a great description of cocaine is uh, all of the energy you get from cocaine has to be paid back at some point. Where is that from? Wasn't that Loudon Wainwright? My, maybe it was Loudon Wainwright. All the energy you get from cocaine is great at giving you energy, but it all has to be paid back at some point. Yeah, your future self. And I was just, what I was trying to get that was Jeffrey was was is he going to have to pay that energy back at some point? I would imagine he will, and I would imagine that that will come in a, in the opposite, in a deep yeah. depression. Um, it's got to be exhausting, hasn't it? It's got to be exhausting. All that energy has to be paid back at some point. Um, thank you, Jeffrey, for sharing that with us. Uh, I found it 
I found it fascinating, if I'm honest. Mm. Let's review tonight's show. Monday's and Tuesday's show were great. Great. Two of the best shows we've, we've done in years. Yeah. Classics. The Star Signs. And what was Tuesday's callers. The New Callers. Classic shows. Great shows. Tuesday's show was lovely. Uh, tonight's, what do you reckon? The Brexit thing was fun. It was funny. It was funny. It was, just a, it was a punt, as was the new callers. Just threw it out. There was a punt. It was yeah. okay. I'd give, I'd give it a six out of ten. I enjoyed uh, hearing from our um, Periscope farmer. Yeah, although the phone line wasn't phone great, so I would pony. give that a six out of ten. Yeah. I don't know, and then it's just kind of um, gone in waves, hasn't it? We've had some really nice calls. Um, I would give Monday's show... A nine out of ten. I'd right. give Tuesday's show an eight out of ten. And um I would give tonight's show seven? No, 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 no. Six the top six. Really? Top top most I would give it a six. Five and a half, I think. Five and a half. Um because we've had some sixes. We've also had a, a I would say a couple a couple of bits of four. So I would give five and a half. Um which is okay, which is okay. I'm looking forward to having a week off to energise and to revitalise. You're going away. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be exhausting. But someone's, she's got family staying in her house, you scumbag thieves. I have. Always. Um, They're armed to the teeth. I'm staying at home, but I'm looking after your cat, yeah. which I'm very excited because about. Because the family member there that's armed to the teeth is too dangerous it's to not, be left with a cat. cat. He's not a cat person, so I've got the cat. Um... So, uh, I'm looking forward to, I'm not going to do a lot, I'm going to get my fire going, I'm going to read, I'm going to watch some films and play some games, and I might do some streaming, that's it. Maybe writing, maybe I'll start this book again, and the new book, maybe I'll start the new book, I don't know. But, um, I'm looking forward to a break. Yeah. It's really hard to come back today, we had one night off, and it was so lovely doing something on a weekday Evening, yeah, it wasn't felt it? like skiving, didn't it? It did feel like skiving. It was really nice. We had a Mackie D's, saw a nice geeky lecture about the Beatles, met some nice people there. Thank you to everyone who came along and said hello. Guy behind us was a fan of the show. He, guy stood up and the guy went, I'm it, Ian Lee, I love your show. And I went, Oh, look, well, it cats here. Oh, my, we couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Um, so it was a, it was a nice old, uh, evening. Um, I don't know. There's something not quite right. And I can't quite get my head around what it is that's not quite right. And I, sometimes I just do these little things where we break it down and just talk to see if something comes out. But I think it's partly I've got this, this throat, uh, something wrong with my tonsils. And so I'm feeling a little bit run down. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? When you're coming towards a time where you know you're going to get to relax, that's when things start to sneak up. Like, I always get ill on a week off. Uh, I always get a cold or something. Yeah. yeah that's the, that's the thing. Um, but. And it'll take me till, it'll take me till next Saturday to have a, de- a normal sleep pattern as well. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to enjoy some time off. Um, a couple, uh, five minutes before uh, Daryl comes in, if you want to give us a call, 0344-499-1000. A um, couple who were unexpectedly 
pulled aside while going through airport security. Have you seen this? No. Has revealed the shock of discovering one of their three cats hiding inside their <gasps> luggage. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And look, it's, um, it's lucky. Lucky's oh, it is. It would be her as well. Nick and Vore Cool, who were travelling from the Isle of Man to New York for Nick's 40th birthday celebrations, were stopped for additional security checks before boarding their flight. The couple were puzzled as to what contraband could be lurking in their luggage as they watched their bag being searched. Fearing that they were being questioned over something serious, Nick, how would you pronounce this name? V-O-I-R-R-E-Y. Vore. V-O-I. R-R-E-Y. Voire. Voire. Fearing they were being questioned over something serious, Nick and Voire were taken to an interrogation room where they learnt that one of their three cats, Candy, Mm -hmm. had hidden in their luggage. I love it. Um, Thankfully, the couple still made their flight on time after they had Candy put down by an airport vet. Wow. What? That escalated quickly. No, sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, made their flight on time after Voire's father, Barry, rushed to the airport to pick up the pet. Sorry, I misread that. We have three cats, one of them Candy, loves to get in bags or boxes. Our hand luggage didn't have much in it because we wanted to bring shopping home, but Candy had other ideas. She must have sneaked into the bag before we left for the airport, but we didn't hear or feel her at all on the journey there. The married couple expected their luggage to... The married, are they? Thank God for that. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be a, a proof. The marriage couple... Um, uh, expected their luggage to smoothly pass through scanners at the airport. However, staff noticed something unusual. Airport security were puzzled and repeatedly asked us if the bag was ours after it had been through the scanner. We ran out of ideas for what it could have been. And my wife even asked, it's not a cat, is it? When we were told it was, we were totally shocked and worried about what happens next because I've never seen the rules on this one. <laughs> That's a great phrase. I've never seen the rules on this one. Um, luckily, the staff were amazing and helped us organise to get Candy home. My wife's father, Barry, came to pick her up. She's now back at home being looked after while we enjoy our trip. Isn't that brilliant? Isn't that brilliant? This is the thing, right? And you know this now, Catherine. Yeah. Once you've got a cat... That's it. Everything is about the cat. Yep. The conversation is about the cat. This is why I'm so pleased I've got someone I can talk cat to I, now. I finally get it properly. Today I spent ten minutes looking for a cat that had been sitting at my feet, it turns out, for the whole afternoon. <laughs> I was working on the sofa and it was a bit chilly, so I put a blanket over my knee, like an, you know, like an old lady, and I was working there. And, uh, you know, it just suddenly occurs to you, I haven't seen the floor move for a while. Where's the cat? And so I was calling her. She doesn't respond to her name yet. I don't think she knows what her name is. I was calling her for ages, and then I looked in all her usual hiding places. Of course, not the expensive cat bed. She's never going to use that. The bit behind the DVDs, she likes to squash in there. She likes to sit underneath the dining room table. She likes to sit underneath the coats um, and down the side of, uh, squeeze down the side of things where she'll get lots of nice dust all over her. Couldn't find her. And then you start thinking, has she found her way out of the window? Or when I nipped out, oh, no, I've lost the cat. I've lost the cat. So I sat down on the... sofa in despair and kicked the blanket across and there she was. She'd been sitting there the whole time fast asleep. Hello Daryl Morris. Have you been there the whole time fast asleep? What are you doing? 
headphones to work. Oh no, the rubbish. Have you got a bit of a cold? Why were you not in? What's going on? I got Who the flus. What's I got the flus. Uh, I was all flusy. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, it was horrible. I've been in bed for for about for about three days now. To You're be sounding sexy though. Am I working it? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to work it. Yeah. Can I show a crack? Can I, I was going to say, the problem is when you're a Mancunian, such as I am, and you get a sore throat, you go a bit Phyllis Pierce, don't you? <laughs> you do a bit, don't you? <laughs> do a bit. Do a bit. Well, um, uh, uh, yeah. Can, can I ask you a cat question? Of course you can. Um, because uh, I'm a relative of the new cat owner as well, yeah. so I've only had mine a couple of months. We've got 58 guys, but we've got 48. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I mean, I'd no one's going to listen to the show. <laughs> anyway. The people turn off, don't they, at one, so it doesn't matter. Um, is my house always going to stink? Of what? Of cat. No. Why do it? they're in, they're in, they, they can't go out because they haven't been spared yet. Yeah. So, so they're inside, and I'm putting it down to the fact that they're inside, and there's two of them. Yeah. What, what litter are you using? I don't know. We've gone through several, and they What's all. What the one we use? Uh, Katsan. Katsan. Katsan, yeah, we've used that, I think. Katsan's the only one I've found that gets rid of the smell. Change it more often. Pick up their poo and flush oh, it down the toilet. Do you pick up the poo as soon as they've done it? Yeah, every time, yeah. A couple of times, a couple of times a day. And we hoover, relentless I hoovering. I think it's... Sometimes it's the food they I kick out I think it's you that stinks. It's <laughs> <laughs> Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. 